0: Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert Show I'm your host, Dayton Tolbert Back here on a live Sunday night I'm excited, we've got a lot to talk about and I uh, So I want to jump right into it um, I'm, I'm happy to uh, be back live tonight We took a couple days off I believe the last time we were live was on Tuesday night Where we really, really, really went into detail About the ins and outs of the black church uh, We talked about uh, tithing, we talked about pastors and uh, preaching styles and, you know, being afraid to speak about certain issues and um, just it, literally anything you can think of and everything you can think of surrounding the church, uh, the good, the bad, uh, So, and I cannot, you know, speak highly enough uh, about that particular show, so if you missed it, go ahead and check that out. This has been an eventful week. Uh, It's funny, you know, we have a history here where every time after a, you know, a a crazy show, an absolutely off-the-hook show, you guys know the haters come out the woodwork, the devil starts sending various attacks in in various uh, ways. I'll tell you guys something. You guys know we've had a lot of, uh, you know, technical difficulties and different things happening with the show. You know, any time we talk about the government, anytime we talk about some, you know, the ins and outs of the music industry and things like that, well, we, we you know, if you heard that show on the church, and, you know, and even the show after the, uh, the blasphemy, the blasphemy in entertainment, uh, right after that, my uh, my one of my Facebook pages got just shut down. You know what I mean? Like out the blue, you know. And so I just wanted to touch on that. So if you guys were on the fan page, or excuse me, the show page, not my main Facebook page, but, the, the you know, the page that used to say Dayton Tolbert Show, Um, which has been up for about, you know, a good two, two, maybe two and a half years. Literally right after that show, it got shut down uh, just, you know, inexplicably. And, um, you know, I was able to get it back up. You know, it took me a couple days to get it back up. But I'm just, you know, I like to share these things just so you guys know what's going on. You know, I don't even want to say too much. Like I said, I don't want anything to get shut down again. But, you know, it's definitely real out here. And um, But we will not be silenced. We will continue to talk about what needs to be discussed uh, in the realest way possible. So I just want to, you know, give you guys an update. The page is back up. If you're on there, shout out to you. If you're not, add yourselves, you know, to it. Follow me on all my Facebook pages so you can keep up with uh, what's going on. Uh, Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, how are you doing this week?
1: I'm good. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I have a lot to say. I, I, you know how I get after not being live for a couple of days, you know, stuff just starts to build up, a lot going on, so I'm I'm just, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm ready to explode this evening. But that's a good thing. Before yeah. we even get in, let me let y'all know what we're going to be talking about tonight. Tonight, well, we're going to talk a lot about a lot of things, but specifically, as you know, over the last several weeks, we've been uh, giving you a little preview of, you know, kind of letting you know that I wanted to do a show specifically dedicated to single moms. You know, over the years we've been doing uh, my barbershop, you know, we do single mom Saturdays uh, here in Philadelphia. And, um, you, know, it's some, you know, single mothers I counsel, I mean, the vast majority of the women that I counsel uh, and have counseled over the last 10 years have been mothers, uh, single mothers going through divorces, going through, uh, you know, breakups and, you know, being strung along just in and out of different situations. And, you know, this isn't, you know, let's bash single mom. I'm not sure if that's what you guys thought. Hopefully you should know better by now. But the purpose of tonight's show is how to become a successful single mom. And just to kind of, um, you know, unpack that a little bit, as my pastor would say, what I mean by that is for, for me and, you know, even when you look around the world at various cultures, you know, success. Is defined by love Success is defined by family Success is defined by happiness And so, as we all know, everyone wants to be happy Everyone wants to be in love And everyone wants family And so, if we're talking specifically about single mothers The goal should be, if it's not, you know, we we can talk about that But the goal should be not to remain a single mom And just raise your children alone but to position yourself in a manner in which would lead to God being able to bless you with the man of your dreams, a man who can be a great stepfather, because there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that should be, you know, it's, it's not, I think, you know, society paints a very negative picture. I think many single moms uh, who are doing things the right way get a bad rap because of the vast majority of women who are not doing things the right way uh, when their children involved. I'm talking, you know, sex and, you know, uh friends with benefits with exes and these these just, you know, toxic situations, deadbeat dad drama, you know, that's not the case for everybody. You know, and if it's if you want love and you want to, you know, rebound from maybe a mistake or uh, you know, some bad decisions in the past and, you know, it's not a death sentence is what I'm saying. It's not doesn't mean that you have to be single forever. If you have three kids by three different men, okay, you've obviously done some things that you know, could have been done a little bit differently, but that doesn't mean that God can't bless you. It doesn't mean that you can't still have happiness. doesn't mean that nobody will want you. A lot of times, people, the psychos, they come out the woodwork. They try to twist my words. They try to make it seem like something that's not, well, Dadan, you said this. And Dadan, no, i never said anything contrary to the fact that Jesus Christ can bless anyone with love, at, no matter what the situation as long as they are emotionally available to receive it. So today, we're going to talk about what that looks like. We're going to talk about what needs to be done. We're going to talk about some of the specific reasons why that hasn't happened for many mothers out here. And um, and we're going to do it, and, and I'm excited about it because this is important. Now, this is a show that we've done probably a couple of years ago. If you Google the same exact title of tonight's show, you'll hear a very similar show. Well, you'll hear you know, a show with that title and us discussing that topic. But we're going to approach it in a much different uh, manner, you know, obviously now two years later than we did a couple years ago. But definitely that was a good show, and this is going to be a great part two of that show. You cool with that, Courtney? I know you're not a single mom, but you cool with tonight's show? No, but I'm
1: still excited. Yeah, I'm still excited about talking about it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And let me just, um, I came across, I was just, uh Reflecting, and I was going through some of the archives and yo i so I mean you know you hear me say it, but sometimes i, I very rarely go back and listen to old shows. I really don 't even like the sound of my voice to be real with you, so very I can probably count on one hand how many of my own shows i 've gone back and listened to literally no more than five in my in the whole history of this show, but sometimes i 'll go back and just scroll through the archives and see what 's in there, and yo. There are a lot of great, great, great shows that have been done, but specifically some great interviews, you know. And I'm, you know, we're not really into the whole celebrity thing, obviously, you know, at this point. But, um, you know, I came across some old shows. One of them I just posted on my Facebook page with uh, Mark Curry. If you know anything about Mark Curry, you know that he is a former Bad Boy Records artist, uh, you know, hip hop artist, you know, under the tutelage of, of Diddy. And, um, you know, he obviously separated Party Ways with him several years ago, and he wrote a book called um, uh, Dance with the Devil, you know, and, and just kind of detailing his experiences in the music industry and, and specifically on Bad Boy Records. And I interviewed him right around the time when that book came out, and I really wish that I would have been where I am now spiritually and obviously just knowledge-wise about the music industry. But, you know, go back and listen to that show because, you know, it's a great interview um, because he still revealed a lot of stuff without really revealing what's truly going on, which was very interesting uh, in, in retrospect. But check it out. Just saw a lot of great interviews with some big time celebrities. Different, uh, give, you know. And one of the things about this show is um, you'll hear a lot of your, you know, very celebrities and entertainers that you're very familiar with, but you'll hear them hearing them on this show. I get a lot of stuff out of them. Like you know, check out my interview with Nene Leeks. Like you won't hear her talk like that anywhere else. Uh, you know, a lot of so a lot of those types of uh, interviews. Um, Jeff with too far too many to name. Um, you know, in this moment, Courtney, you were actually around for some of the older uh, shows. Any thoughts on them?
1: Yeah, actually, I came a little bit after, and so I didn't um, actually didn't get a chance to to listen to them. But I I really want to. I'm very interested. And listening to the one with Mark Curry, like, I really, you know, I really want to listen to that because, you know, it's it's just, it's crazy out here, you know, what's going on. So I want to just hear his his um, point of view.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. I, I really don't even remember, you know, the detail. I might even go back and listen to myself, but I I remember the interview being a great interview. So definitely check it out. Um, a couple things before we go any further. I don't, you know me, I'm a man of my word. I don't hide stuff, I keep it 100% real. I played for the championship yesterday. I came up a little bit short. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I appreciate the, the 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 well wishes, uh all the encouragement, the you know the feedback, just everything, all the positive energy. I I came up a little short, but shout out to my family. They came out my whole family, my wife, my mom, my dad, my aunt, my nephew, my daughter, they were all there, you know, cheering me on. He won the first set. I won the second set. Came down to a, uh, you know, a final third set to decide the championship. And he, you know, I told you, Courtney, Bill was good, so I was a little bit worried about him. He, he got the best of me, but I'm playing in the fall season, so uh, which I don't always do. So we'll see how that goes, uh, you know, this season. But I, I definitely appreciate all the uh, well wishes. Um couple things we've been talking a lot about in the news uh with this whole war you know with syria this this impending war that we have um you know barack obama is really you know pushing for these you know you know lobbying with congress and really trying to get this approval to go forward And we've been talking about it here on this show a lot and i would just really encourage everybody to pray you know because um you know this is a uh this is really serious you know, and I don't, you don't even hear us really talk, I mean, too much about, I mean, what you do, but this specifically is very serious because it's like, you know, we're, we have a, a nation, we have a president, but just overall we have a nation that is almost obsessed with world domination and just doing what they want to do to make, you know, money and, you know, and financial gain and, and territorial gain, and we're really about to go to war. Like, people are blatantly saying, like, if you attack Syria – we're we're going to attack you. Like they're not really coming out and saying like Russia hasn't actually said it, but they said that they will support Syria. They you know they uh, North Korea has you know what I mean. Like everyone is saying what's going to happen without really saying what's going to happen. It's it's like you know bad things will happen. It will be a multiple country war. You know if uh, you know if we attack Syria. You know what I mean. Like literally, this is how. World War One, World War Two, all got started. This really does have the potential to be World War Three, and so it's actually very interesting how the media is downplaying that. I mean, as serious as that is, like they're acting as if this is not what World War Three looks like. You know what I mean? Like it's. I mean, Courtney, is it just me? Like, is is that not? Do do you see the severity of this? Like, and how World War, this isn't just a war. This would be World War Three, literally.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, to be honest, I I still have to just look at, because I, I know, like, you know, a little bit about what's going on, but I really want to, you know, see the specifics, but just based off of, you know, what everyone else is saying and just what we know and what we've talked about, it's not looking good at all. And so it's just very important for us to, to pray about it and, and not take it lightly. Yeah, absolutely, and it's,
0: it's and I would also encourage everyone because this is it's like really amazing to me. It's you know we talked uh, the other night about just the whole spirit of the Antichrist and just how certain people who are living for the world are have been covered by that spirit and, and are allowed to just operate freely and not you know people not see what's going on, you know, and Barack Obama is one of those people. It's like. This situation is is actually a lot more severe, believe it or not, than the whole Iraq situation. When you look at you know Bush's lies and his and the manipulation, uh, but the blatant lies that led to us attacking, talking about the weapons of mass destruction, and you know just just blatant lies and, and just kind of manipulating the 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 system so that we could go to war. And how everybody, I mean, I don't know a black person who was in support of, of that attack and said, oh, my God, here's another war. That's going to cost a billion dollars a day. I mean, it's just like, you know, most people w- were against Bush for that, you know. But now it's like we're faced with, like, the same type of thing. And and you see black people, you know, making excuses. It's a, It's like – one of the most ridiculous and, and and amazing things at the same time, like that that people will hate Bush for doing one thing and, and sending us to war you know under the false pretense of them having weapons of mass destruction and the blatant lies where whereas the United States is doing the same exact thing, you know this whole chemical thing is just like a, it's all it's it's crap it's all propaganda you know and there's it's you know, it's just an attempt to, to start a war because if you don't know, war is big business. You know, it's big business. These corporations, these private companies that you know, these contracts, the people who are who who you know make the weapons and, and rebuild and all types of, this is this is like a billion a trillion dollar industry. War. War is a business you know and it's no different from any other type of business and you know, people think that we're losing money no nah, we're not, we're not losing anything we're making money or they're making money the people who really control this country this, you know the world are making money from it you know the united nations are buddies with the united states so they're going to do whatever is necessary to send us to war and um we, you know the world is is who um uh, you know will uh will will stand to to lose so you know, just continue to pray for uh, pray for peace and 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 pray for uh, pray for our leaders, as the Bible says. I mean, it's it's tough. You know, I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't want to pray for Barack Obama, and that's just the the man in me. I'm just being real. I know what the Bible says. I know what God's word says. But you know, it's just it's tough when you know people who are out there who absolutely represent evil and and a a, a new world order type of agenda. It's very hard. And I'm sure some of you can relate To pray for people who are furthering that agenda And so, you know, being a Christian is not easy We all know what needs to be done We know what the word says And we'll continue to do that Pray for me, you know what I mean? And I'll pray for you Because I keep it real, man I'm not going to sit up here in front You know, I don't like these people And it's very tough to pray for these people Although I know it's necessary Courtney, is that ever tough for you to pray, pray for your enemies? Pray for people who you know Wish and pray for your downfall?
1: Yes uh, and that's something I, I still, you know, struggle with, to be totally and completely honest. Um, that That is very difficult, but um, it's a great quality to have, though, if you are able to do that, you know, knowing that those people are talking about you or they don't have your best interest at heart, still at the end of the, at the end of the day to still be able to pray for them and wish them well. Yeah, that's not one of the easiest things to do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's crazy
0: <laughs> out here. I want to switch it up, man. Like, I, like I said, this is—you know—I said it's been a challenging week, a very interesting week, but uh, you know, a good week nonetheless. A lot of good things happened. I'm, mad, I'm still mad I lost that championship. That's kind of crazy, though, Courtney. I mean, this is actually the third time I've made it to the championship and lost in the championship. But definitely played a good match. And um, like I said, I'll try to get back there. But aside from that, yesterday. Uh, it was it's been a great week. Um, a lot of a lot of news, a lot of things in the news. Did you hear, Courtney, that George Zimmerman's wife filed for divorce?
1: Yes, I did hear that. I did hear that.
0: Very interesting. You know, very interesting. I mean that whole situation is very, um you know, it's just an interesting situation. I really don't have too much to say about it. You know, just if you guys weren't aware of that, she did decide to uh to leave. And I mean, you know, it's a lot of this stuff is weird. Like so much is going on in the in the world and in the in the news that is just it's just not true. You know, so much stuff is just like and I wish you guys could know like a lot of the stuff that I know, you know, it it's it's just a lot of it is just fabricated, you know what I mean, and um so I don't even get too worked up about, you know, certain things. I just kind of like, oh, okay, and just kind of keep it moving. Because I think and, and a lot of people, you know, they you can tell you can see the passion because it's like all they know is what they've been taught over the years. It's just like, you know, okay, you want to know what's going on? You you watch CNN, you you turn on NBC, you, you know, you read a book, you Google, you know, a certain website and it's just like when you when you have nothing, no other sources of information outside of that, and, and you know someone tries to tell you something different, it's just like oh my gosh, they go crazy. But I would just really encourage everyone to just research certain things for yourself, as opposed to what the media, how the media portrays it, and um, you know it'll be a very enlightening experience for you. Because I mean, once you do that, it's like everything makes perfect sense. You know that you know doing that, and then that combined with with prayer, and that combined with, um, you know, just researching, you know, and and, and just praying and asking God for discernment, you know, everything will be made uh, crystal clear. Uh, I got a chance to today. I know I'm a little bit late. um, And like I told you, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff we got to, you know what I mean? But we're definitely, if you just join us, we're definitely going to be talking about uh, how to become a successful single mom. You know what I mean? Definitely a um, you know a, a great topic that we've been wanting to do for a long time, but um, I got a chance to today get caught up on the uh, R&B divas LA reunion. And if you guys missed our our three hour special from a couple weeks ago on you know the the ladies of R&B divas, those are some of the best shows because like we we did those ladies, we did the basketball wise, we did love and hip hop. You know, we we talked about marrying the game and the Kardashians. We we use a lot of these shows. If you guys are newer, not to just talk about it like in a gossipy type of way, but really to use them as teaching tools. As to okay, this is what you see here from these women, based on their portrayals of themselves, and these are some very common issues that the vast majority of women can relate to. These are some very common traits that certain men can relate to. And these are, you know, if you see her situation being played out on national TV and and you see this in your life, this is a way that you can avoid that. And we, so we talk about a lot of these. We use these shows to, to, to help um, see what's going on and explain what's going on in many cases as far as daddy issues. Uh, we just did a classic rebroadcast of that, uh, what was it, on Saturday night, I believe, and um, you know, so many different issues that we talk about seven nights a week, we use these shows to illustrate them a little bit better. And I so we watch we did that show on R and which was a great show, um, and I watched the reunion today and it's just um we, we talked about a lot of reality and um I'll be honest with you. I mean Kelly Price is is one of the most damaged and emotionally scarred women that I've ever seen, you know, portrayed in reality TV. It's funny, you hear, you know, we've seen some, some, you know, women like Evelyn and, you know, Chrissy, who are just filled with anger and rage. I mean, Kelly Price is, is like a, you know, it's. I, I work with a lot of women through private counseling who, who have been through similar things. If you saw the reunion, you know she was uh, raped, you know, as a little girl, um, Dealt with a lot of emotional issues. You can just see the anger in her, and the not just the anger, but the wall and the just the almost just the, the overall depression that that consumes her. And um, it's very serious. Like I'm not sure if you guys can see the the severity of it from watching the show, but she's really dealing with some. Some very serious issues, just from the you know weight gain and um so many different things are going on, so I would just encourage you guys to continue to watch her and pray for her because um she's definitely in a in a very very bad place did you get a, do you watch i forget do you watch that courtney? did you get a chance to see that reunion?
1: I didn't see the reunion, but you know i, I did watch the show so i wa- I watched the season, so I was able to see you know kelly price for for who she really was. And, um, I could say I was very surprised, actually, I didn't think that she was going to be the one that was going to be um very argumentative. I thought it was going to be Don Robinson, to be honest, like you know when they were showing them previews, I don't know why I thought it was don Don, but um, it was actually Kelly, and i wow, I just was so surprised, it's just very um confrontational. I just wasn't ready for that
0: <laughs> it's it was a deep um it's a it's an interesting show. Like, when understand, guys, when we, when we do these shows, um, like, those types of shows, I'm telling you, listen to them because they're very, they, I mean, so informative, so informative, and so, so much knowledge is given. I can't even stress enough, if you, if you had to pick a show from back in the day that you didn't get a chance to listen to similar to that one, definitely go back and listen to our special uh, where we did, uh, where we talked about For Colored Girls that and I, for you know out of a thousand shows that's always one of the ones that st- stands out with me as far as every single woman in that in that film and how you know those issues are so 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 very prevalent in, in the black community and, and explain so much about what's going on As far as that 70% uh, of black women being single statistic Less than 40% of black women being married statistic You know, the, the, the black 70% of black babies born into single parent homes I mean, so many different um, statistics Can be explained just in that uh, particular show um, But so that one definitely stands out uh, Maybe I'll post a link a little later Um Oh, also, um, my wife and I got a chance to watch some pretty good uh, movies over the last couple nights, man. You know, a lot of and I, that, that's married life for you. I don't know what people tell you, but you know, you're gonna get you know, especially when the kids are involved, you're gonna watch a lot of TV, you're gonna watch a lot of movies, you're gonna go out to dinner a lot. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the it's not a lot of. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not exciting. It's not good. It's great. It's just a different type of fun, but it's it's just great, you know what I mean? And and those are the times that you really cherish, you know, in married life. Those you know, back when I was what, I'm thirty five now, so when I was twenty five, you know, at, at ten o'clock I was, you know, just waking up from a nap, about to hop in the shower and get dressed and not come in till four or five in the morning. Now, you know what I mean, I'm ten years later, I'm, you know, half time falling asleep on some of these movies. But The great thing, you know, in bed by about twelve by one o'clock. That's still that's like the point of this is don't let anybody tell you that married life is not great. I know it's a lot of women I work with. They say, well, you know, I haven't seen a lot of successful marriages. I don't, you know, and even causing them to question if if it if it exists. Well, I'm here to tell you that it absolutely exists. One, because God exists, but then two, you know, it's a very small percentage. You know, and this is a good segue into our discussion on you know how to become a successful single mom. You know, the vast, and I say this all the time, the vast majority of women out here—I mean, ninety—I'll even put it at ninety percent—are are just not great women worthy of a ring. You know, the vast majority of men out here, I'd say the same thing. About ninety percent of men are the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, the players, and the overall bastards. It's not a, you know, sexist or misogynist thing or women are the problem or men it's not it's not about that. It's literally there's only a small percentage of just truly good people, great men and women who are actively living for God. And so that 10% of the great men is going to hook up and or I should say be blessed with the 10% of great women out here and you know, unfortunately what we see in society as a large on a large scale is the liars, the dogs, the cheese, and players dealing with the hoes, selfish women, the gold diggers, the women who have you know friends with uh, benefits, emotionally unavailable, you know dealing with all uh, who are attracting the weirdos, and they are procreating, they're getting married, they're in and out of relationships, they're you know leading the abortions. I mean, so much different stuff that we see. So I guess my point is, just because that's what we see, don't forget about that ten percent. On each side that still exists, I know 10% of everything out here is, is seems very minuscule, and it is minuscule. But the good news is there is a, a there's someone called Jesus Christ who can bless, who can get the calculator out, you know what I mean, and start playing matchmaker with those percentages. What well, do you think about that, Courtney? Was there ever a time in your life where you did feel uh, a little discouraged?
1: Yeah, it it definitely was You know, it was a time in my life where I just felt that um, Marriage was not for me Um, I I didn't Trust God to bless me with it And um, so I I, I Felt that I was just better Off, you know, or I, I had the I'll take what I can get Mentality, you know, it's like I knew I was dealing with somebody that wasn't good for me I knew he was a player, you know, I knew he was Sleeping with multiple women, but since I hadn't, you know, met any other types of guys, I thought, oh, well, you know, that's it for me. So I'm just, I'm just going to settle for this and, and not want more. And I think a lot of women can relate to that.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so they can relate to it. And, and so I'm just telling y'all, you all, you know, it just kind of the first way, you know, and the most important way or method of becoming a successful single mom, is to first and foremost admit that you both want and need love and to understand that it is possible. There are just certain things that have to be in place. And the, the main thing is it's faith. You know what I mean? Faith that, is, that it does exist. Because like, like I said, when, you, when that's all you see around you is, you know, dad cheating on mom, brother cheating on his wife, you know what I mean, or girlfriend or whatever it is. Your exes dogging you out. You know, no real examples of your Facebook friends falling in love. It's just a lot of drama. It's very easy, especially when your faith isn't even that strong to begin with. You know, in general, and then you're seeing all this foolishness. It's just like, wow, man, I mean, maybe it it doesn't exist. But the the great thing about it is it does. You know what I mean? You just have to be patient, and you have to, uh, and you can't question God. Because once you start questioning that means your faith is wavering, and without faith, Bible says it's impossible to please him. And if it's impossible to please him, then it's impossible to be blessed by him. And then you're out there left to fend for yourself, which is when you end up with the 90% as opposed to that 10% that you want. I I know I was blessed with that ten percent. My wife is definitely in the ten percent. You can just look on any of your Facebook pages, and you will never find a woman like my wife on there. I'm just you know being real with you. To be honest with you, you probably won't even find a man like me on there. To be real, I mean, and I, I'm just being honest. That's not even like you know being arrogant or anything. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? Even Courtney, she's in that ten percent. She's rare. I'm rare. Aaron is rare. Cheryl is rare. You know, I mean, Lewis is rare. I mean, there's so many rare, I mean, you look at, just look around, certain people are just rare individuals. And those are the types of individuals, just a few that I just mentioned, who will be in that 10%. I can almost guarantee it. The question is, will you be in the 10% to be found by either one of those types of men or one of those types of women? So that's how that goes. A couple of things that I've noticed in society that add to that, you know, I posted online the other day, um, I said artists like Beyonce, Rihanna, Little Kim, Nicki Minaj, Sierra, um, Madonna, you know, I mean, so many people, you know, that I just threw out, I mean, and even others, you know, I said they've been presenting themselves like hoes for years. You know, but I said that Miley Cyrus, she performs like a hoe one time in in its front page news. And and, and one of the things that people have to realize is that, you know, this whole twerking thing, people are talking about this new dance craze called twerking. First of all, which I got to realize is, well, you guys know, because you guys, you know what I mean? But a lot of people don't realize that this is not new. And not only is it not new, it's something that's been plaguing the black community for for years. I mean, it wasn't always called twerking, you know, per se, but, you know, it's, 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 you know, booty popping, rump shaking. I mean, you know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you can go back decades. It's always a different, you know, name popping, um, pop, lock, and drop. I mean, so many, I mean, even going all the way back to, uh, um, what is it? The, uh, Tootsie Roll, you know, um, Percolating, you know what I mean? Like all types of stuff Where these types of dances Have, you know Significantly affected The way that women are perceived In today's society And it's only gotten worse And worse and worse over the years And, it's, and here we go here, This is the thing that Those types of dance, dances And ideologies uh, Mentalities have led to sex. You know, we did a classic show a couple of weeks ago on entitled "Sex in the Black Community" and the role that sex has played in, as in where we find ourselves today as a people. I can't stress enough. Definitely listen to that show if you if you've missed it. But you know, sex is is an epidemic, and no one is treating it as such. But when you look at you know the twerking and. You know, all that's going to do is make a man look at you in a sexual nature. If he, may, if, I mean, specifically twerking, you know, you're, you're popping your your booty. You're 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 simulating sex. When you're doing that, all a man is going to think about is hitting it from the back. You know, and so when that happens, that forms a certain type of gotta have it mentality in the man, and so that he will chase that 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 booty popping you know, hopefully chase it all the way to the bedroom, and then when he gets it, the chase is over. And you'll see where I'm going in a couple seconds in regards to single moms. He never wanted anything. He never, it's kind of like Obama wants to go to war. So he's going to say and do anything and everything he has to say and do to get to war. Once we get to war, all those lies go out the window. Just like these men, they see that fat booty, Popping in the air, twerking. He says and does everything he has to do to get it. Once he gets it, all the lies, all the promises, they all go out the window. But the only problem with that is that the booty is so big and so plump that he wants to hit it raw. He wants to slip off the condom while your face is buried in the pillow and he's pounding it. You know, he says, Oh, no, the condom popped off. No, no, no. It didn't pop off, it didn't break. It didn't slip off. He took it off because he wanted to hit it raw. He wanted to feel everything, right? I mean, that's what happens, right, ladies? You, you know, you, you, you finish, you, you, you reach down there, and you say, whoa, what happened? Oh, no, I don't know what happened. It just, oh, my <laughs> goodness, what, what the heck? Where'd it go? <laughs> Acting all stupid. No, no, he knows where it went. Somebody says, well, wait a minute, why would he do that? Well, most likely because he knows that you're not a ho. He feels hopes that you're not a hoe, in many cases has confidence that you're not a hoe and isn't sleeping around, and in many cases he's right. That's why it's not a matter of HIV or herpes, it's just a matter of he busts all up inside you and now you're pregnant. You know, you're not a bad woman, but you just got caught with the okey-doke. You just wanted to let him hit it from the back. You didn't think that he was a no good bastard and would remove the condom just to just to let it feel a little bit better. Now because of that uh that mistake, now you've got to be a single mom. Because remember, all he wanted was the twerking booty. Right? That's it. He never wanted a relationship. He never wanted you for you. He just wanted that ass that you wanted to show off to Facebook that you wanted to show on Instagram, right? It was nice. So it's all fun and games on Twitter and Instagram, but it's a problem when you when the period doesn't come. It's a problem when you've got to go to the the the, the doctor's appointment by yourself. You know when you've got to carry around that 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 uh, car seat by yourself. It's pretty heavy. I know. Trust me. See. But you got to look at how it starts. It starts with the cleavage. It starts with seeking attention. And again, am I absolving these men of this responsibility? Am I making excuses? Am I blaming women? No, I'm not. I'm just being honest about what happens. You're dealing with bastards, ladies. You're dealing with the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. These men are straight up Bastards! I was scrolling back through my timeline over the years, and I posted. I probably wouldn't post it in this manner today, but a couple years ago, I said "deadbeat dad equals asshole." That's what I wrote. It got like 200 thumbs up. I wonder why it got so many thumbs up, Courtney. Why do you think?
1: Because those were the men that they dealt with, their children's fathers.
0: Right, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. See, see, a lot of people who are newer to this show, you don't realize how real we keep it here on this show. There's no need to sugarcoat. There's no need to beat around the bush. This is an epidemic that's killing our people. Sex is killing our people. You guys are worried about Syria. Now you need to be worried about these men, you know, who are chasing these booties. You need to be worried about these 16-year-old girls online twerking, making these stupid duck faces look so freaking stupid poking their booties out, making duck faces, bending over, taking these stuff. Don't take any more pictures with your own. I know these new phones, they allow you to take pictures of yourself. Don't ever stop taking these selfies, as they call them. Just stop it. They look stupid. They never turn out right. Just don't do that anymore. If anything, just get somebody to take a picture of you. But poking your lips out is the stupidest thing you could do, ladies. I'm just saying it's 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 the worst possible thing you could do with your face. And it will only cause a man to view you in a sexual manner, which will lead to, understand, you got to look at the, the chronology of it. He sees you as a sexual object. He pursues you specifically for sex. You be, he gives you excuses as to why he can't commit. After, you said, okay, we can be friends. So now you're friends. A little while after that, you're now friends with benefits. Couple months after that, if not before, you're you're so good friends with benefits that you feel comfortable allowing. At first, he lied and and said it slipped off, but you know after a while, it's you know you allow him to just to keep it off, and then at that point, you're just having casual sex, and at some point, you know he won't pull out or he'll pull out a little too late, and you will end up pregnant. It's inevitable. That's how you become a single mom. You don't use I mean, now obviously there are going to be exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, most single mothers in today's society are single mothers because of casual friends with benefits situations. And the reason why you know, so many of these women hate their dads is because not only are they not paying child support, but they've had to come to the unpleasant realization that, wait a minute, I gave my heart and my body to a man. Who just wanted my ass You're not a single mom, Courtney But, I mean, clearly that would be An unpleasant realization
1: Yeah, that's very unpleasant But you know what, that could have I mean, that could have easily been my story, though um, right.
0: Yeah I'll tell you something It could have been my story, too See, see, see what you have to realize is I don't put myself up on a pedestal And, it's you know, I tell stories You know, as many stories as I can As I can even remember to To help you understand you know i 'm no better i'm just like you. in fact, I was one of those liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. That was me. that was my story. understand that that's why you know, as a counselor now i'm able to change the lives of so many women there's no, i don't look go through your yellow pages and this isn't an advertisement but i'm just, this is a real this is just being real. Go through your yellow pages. Do a Google search for relationship counselor I can 100% guarantee You'll never find somebody as real as me Or who can relate to what you're going through More than me Because I was him You understand that? You guys should be thanking me You know, forget I'm talking to the haters right now I'm talking to the psychos You know, you should thank me for doing what I do You know, and many of you do But the people who don't, you should Because this right here Is a blueprint Is a blueprint on how to avoid being a single mom, how to avoid getting your heart broken, how to avoid having somebody chase you specifically for sex, how to avoid having your face buried in the pillow with somebody who's secretly videotaping you with his cell phone. Don't think that hasn't happened. I'm saying, ladies, you know how many cell phone videos I've seen of that, women being taped who who had no idea they were being taped? A lot. You know, a lot. So, it's deep, man. See, I didn't even plan on keeping it this real tonight, but you guys know how it goes. You know, after a couple of days off, you know, and so I'm just I like to look at the origins of this stuff before we even get into how to avoid it. This is how to avoid it. You just you got to keep your legs closed. That's how you avoid it. You got to stop having sex. You got to stop letting these these dudes hit it. That's how you avoid being a single mom. We're going to talk about how to become a successful single mom if it's, already, if it's already your case. But if right now I'm just talking to the people who have the opportunity to not even go there. I'm talking about the people who act like they hate me, who act like they don't listen to this show but really love me. You know, you know what I'm saying? I love you too. Even though you act like you hate me, I, I still love you. And I accept your love back. You know what I mean? Nobody hates you, Courtney. Those people who attack you and those other groups for speaking the truth, those people who attack me, those psychos who started the, what, I I, I hate the on group or some craziness, whatever, they all, they're all all listening to the show right now. In fact, there's no one on my Facebook page, I truly believe this, who doesn't or hasn't listened to my show at one point or another. I don't believe there's any woman who, who's ever seen any of my posts who's never listened to the show. I really don't believe that. You know what I mean? Because everybody wants to avoid being hurt, and at the end of the day, everyone wants love, whether they admit it or not, whether they act like they love Beyoncé or not. How how far has love and Beyoncé gotten you? How far has Think Like a Man gotten you, 90-day Roll, That just got got your back blown out on the 90-second date. That didn't help you find love, did it? Of course not. It's not designed to. It's designed to make money. Let's talk a little bit about Beyoncé and where it's gotten these single moms. You know, she made a song called "Single Ladies," glorifying single ladies. One thing she doesn't glorify is being a single mom. You know what I'm saying? Where, where, where when in reality, half of these single moms today are products of Beyonce's music. What do you mean by that, Daton? How, how so? Oh, well, let me let me let me tell you. I posted something the other day, and this is, these are lyrics from an old. I can't say it's not a Beyonce song. It's not even a Destiny's Child song, but it's a 50-cent song featuring Beyonce and Destiny's Child uh, entitled Thug Love. I posted the link in the group. Check it out or Google it. Go on YouTube and listen to the the filth that's being spread by these women. Listen to these lyrics. A thug's what I want. A thug's what I need. Even though my friends don't seem to see that he laces me with money, he knows when I want it. And I know, and I, excuse me, and I'm never going to leave my baby, my thugged out, no good baby. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm never going to leave my baby, my thugged out, no good baby. I didn't stutter and I just wanted to repeat it. That's absolutely ridiculous. I'm never going to leave my baby, my thugged out, no good baby. And as we talk about single moms, This is what's going on. As we talk about casual friends with benefits situations, this is what we're seeing. This song, guys, came out about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more than that, when when 50 Cent had literally just come out uh, right before he got shot. uh, And Beyonce was right, you know, they were teens. (laughs) Ironically, Beyonce was like a teenager when she was singing these lyrics. You know, Beyonce is now 30, 31 or whatever. And so now you fast forward to the women who were maybe a little bit older than Beyonce at that time, but were blasting this song and singing these lyrics about how she wants a soldier, how she wants a thug. You know, he knows when I want it. What does that mean? He knows when I want to have sex. He knows when I'm horny, right? He laces me with money. My friends try to tell me what's up, what's really going on. She says, even though my friends don't seem to see, but I'm never gonna leave my baby, my thugged out, no good baby. Now let's just really look at something real quick. Well, what would Why would she say my thugged out, no good baby? Well, if if a man is no good, Courtney, what does that mean about him? If he's if he's a, no, forget a thug for right now, but just if he's no good, if he's a no good man, what does that mean that he does?
1: I mean, he's having sex with multiple women and not
0: taking you seriously, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if if a man is a no-good man, if he's a a trifling dude, a deadbeat bastard, a typical nigga, right, a no-good baby, that means that he's, you know, he's cheating. It means that he's lying. It means that he's a dog. It means that he doesn't take her seriously, means that he's most likely only there for one thing. means he's having sex with other women. That's the, just to kind of reiterate that. So, you know, clearly, if, if he's treating her in a manner that would make her say, I'm never going to leave my baby, meaning she's been with him for quite some time and she plans on leaving or, or staying with him, even though he's a no-good bastard. Well, chances are she's letting him hit it raw. I mean, let's just, you know, do the math on that. It's not rocket science. If she's never going to leave my thugged-out, no-good baby, and this is Beyonce we're talking about. This is the person that Barack Obama said was the best possible example for his, his daughters, the best possible role model. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, laughable, right? But this is someone who's encouraging women to seek thug. You know, fast forward 15 years. The Beyonce was 15. If you were about 18, 19, listening to Beyonce when she was about 15, rapping with, with 50 Cent about being with a thug, Sh- shortly after was rapping with Cameron about slinging slinging crack. You know, rapping. i mean, asking you know that right? Beyonce used to sing about drugs, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Fast forward. Now we have the 35 year old women the 30-year-old women who, who, as a result of dealing with the thug, as a result of staying with their thugged-out, no-good baby and letting him hit it raw and, and, and ejaculating up, in, up inside of them, now, at 35, they are feeling the effects of that lifestyle, the effects of these exact lyrics, and now they're a single mother. Okay, and some some people may say, "Wow, on this hurts. This hurts to hear. Shut up. This hurts my ears because I'm a single mom. Well, I'm, I want it to, but I'm going to soothe your ears in a second by telling you how to get out of that. But we can't move forward until we talk about the problem. You can't talk about the solution until you acknowledge that there is even a problem and that there was a problem. And the problem was, was, is stuff like this. The problem is not having parents who are around to say, don't be a hoe, to say, Rihanna, and I'm not just picking on Beyonce, although she's the ringleader of this crap. Rihanna has a song. Google Rihanna. Go to her um, her first album or second album. I forget which one. But she has a song called I'm In Love With A Thug. Don't you guys understand that to be successful in the music industry, you have to... Have music, and you have to be passionate about making music that is destructive to the black community. That's just a fact. If you're a black, understand what I just said. If you are a black artist, okay, specifically, oh, it doesn't even matter if you're a male or a female, but if you are a black artist, you will not be successful if you do not have music that is specifically designed to be destructive. Specifically in the black community You can just I don't care who you name You will find destructive music That reeks of sex Drugs Violence And just Or just overall emotional unavailability There's no artist you can ever name You want to try me, call in And I don't care who you name And I'll point to a song That is absolutely destructive And furthering really what ends up being a satanic agenda. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's on, which is, like I said, everything that God loves, or excuse me, everything that God hates is what satanists are passionate about. And the music industry is literally controlled by satanists. And so you will not be successful if you do not further uh, the satanic agenda. That has been proven for decades. Do your research on it? any thoughts on that Courtney? It's deep stuff though,
1: oh yeah, I was just thinking about that and how you know they're smart because like you said the the lyrics are very um damaging and, and destructive, but people aren't really you know, taking in the lyrics because they always, the songs always have a good beat. And so they'll they'll have a beat that's very, very catchy and gets you into the song. And so you're singing along to the song, not really thinking about the lyrics too much. But the whole point is for those lyrics to get into your subconscious. And, you know, soon you'll be acting out those lyrics in your own life. And that was the whole point
0: we did a whole show on just the hypocrisy of of the music industry and specifically Beyonce. You know, just when you have a song called Independent Woman, you know, followed by a song where you're talking about he laces me with money. I'm just, I'm just I mean, like, how are you independent but you make a song about someone paying your bills, 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 and someone lacing you with money. I'm, and you know, how are you a survivor? You know, how are you independent? How are you so happily single, but you're never gonna leave your thug out, no good baby? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just asking. <laughs> you know what I mean? The hypocrisy is is like you could cut it with a knife. Yet there will still be people who will, that's what I, when I talk about the Antichrist and what the Bible refers to as the spirit of the Antichrist, like, that's what I mean. Like, you will see stuff like that. You will even hear the the hypocrisy. And there's not a person living who can deny the hypocrisy. Not a person on the face of the earth. Yet millions of fans, you know, Beyonce fans and just fans of of these negative individuals will still make excuses for them. You know, people will see George Bush and hate him, but see Barack Obama doing the same exact thing eight years later, but support it. It's it's like amazing. It's the hypocrisy is unreal, and you know it is what it is. It's, it's unfortunate, but definitely. And, I, and like I said, I don't make this stuff up. Like you can all these songs. Like I said, the song is called Thug Love, you know, by Fifty Cent featuring Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Uh, the other one I was talking about with Cameron, where she's singing about uh, crack, you know, drug dealing, crime, the life of crime is um, um I don't know, I forget the name of. It. Just Google Cameron featuring Beyonce, it'll come right up for you. And just listen to this stuff. Just go any of her, her freaking songs and actually listen to the lyrics. You know, just have a brain and actually do some research. You know, and that's not to the supporters of, of this show. That's to the mindless zombies who just follow people blindly. That's how for the people who are the psychos who updated their statuses wishing Beyonce a happy birthday. I mean, like, who does that? You know what I mean? So, did you do that, Courtney? Did you wish Beyonce a happy birthday the other day?
1: Very funny. I didn't even know it was her birthday, and I didn't care. But I did hear that people um, were thanking God for Beyonce on the radio or something like that. That's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> so, so
0: understand. This is just a a. a you know, in a nutshell, explaining just a little bit about single moms. And I, I didn't get a chance to finish that story because, I, like I said, I, I kind of went off on a tangent, but I was beginning to say that I'm no different. You know, I, when I talk about these men seeing fat butts and chasing them, and I don't mean, like, literally, you know, chasing or really even figuratively chasing. I just mean seeing a nice booty and going after and doing what's needed to get it. See, the, I, I, you know, I've done that. You know, I mean, has Dedan's Holbert had friends with benefits? You know, absolutely. Have I had unprotected sex with women who I had no intention of, of ever being with? Oh, yeah, I have. You understand that? I'm, you know, it is what it is. And I thank God every day that that, those, that foolishness of myself did not result in me being a father, did not result in someone becoming a single mother with my child. I thank God every day for that, because and and to and see see I don't want to lie, I don't want to act like this stuff doesn't exist because I'm man enough to admit that that is a nightmare. And it would have been a nightmare. In fact, I can't think of anything worse than that. And that's, I know for a fact, fe- t- I'm talking about having a baby with someone I, had, I only <laughs> wanted to have sex with because they had a nice body, because of that cat suit that they had on, because of those tights, because of the G-string that so many of you women show off purposely, the, the cleavage that makes men say, damn, I just want to hit that, you know? But the, the, what you don't know, you hear the compliments, you see the, the, the game. But what you don't see is the thoughts of, damn, I hope this chick ain't pregnant. I sure hope this condom doesn't bust. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm going to go ahead and pull this condom off, but I sure hope that she doesn't get pregnant, but I'm still going to do it because that ass is fat. That's the, the realness. That's what's really going on. That's what's really going on. It's Like, damn, I really don't want to be seen out in public with this chick. I sure hope nobody recognizes me leaving her place, but I'm going to hit that tonight. I'm going to tell her that we're going to have a future together, but really, once I get that ass, I'm out and actually have no plans on calling her again. See, that's what so many of y'all don't realize is going on. But you still have sex with them anyway. See, that's the problem. You got to stop falling for the okey-doke. You got to realize when a man really wants you, he's not going to be trying to have sex with you. That's what y'all don't seem to get. See, sex doesn't get a man, but it's a great way to help you lose a man. You know that, right, ladies? A lot of y'all have been taught this stupid stuff. Y'all think that to have a man, or to make a man want you, you've got to put it on him sexually. No, to make a man want you, you've got to not put it on him sexually. So you got to change the whole game if you want success. But some of y'all at 35, at 37, at 42, you already know that, don't you? Right? For the this is What I'm saying right now, this is for the 25-year-olds who don't know that. This is for the 28-year-olds who are about to find out the hard way. You know, see, Courtney, you got lucky. Some of you all out there, you got lucky that your hoish ways did not end up in single motherhood. Some of you no-good bastards out there, you men, you got lucky that your stupid ways didn't end up with you having somebody file a case on you down at City Hall for child support. See, see, it's not about the women. It's not let's bash women day because some of these men are bastards. See, dads are bastards. Men who chase ass are bastards. They're idiots. It's a it's a, it's a game you can't win. The men are chasing the booty. The women are uh, you know they're trying to get it. They're trying to they're trying to give it up. It's there's that's a win, a lose lose situation. Everybody loses. Because fellas, you know that even the big and I'm gonna be I'm gonna hate, I hate to say this I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but this is a very true statement and there's not a man on the planet who will disagree me disagree with me when I say this. No matter how beautiful the woman, no matter how big the butt is, no matter how flat the stomach, how perky the breast, the most beautiful woman is ugly 10 seconds after ejaculation. I dare a man to call in and disagree with me on that. You know, don't, don't lie, fellas. Call in if you, if you think I'm lying. You know, because every man knows that's true. The moment you bust, you ejaculate, you know what I'm saying, that you are disgusted. And, ladies, if you didn't know that, you need to know that because I'm not lying to you. I'm talking about women who we will consider dimes. You pick the most beautiful woman you can think of. She becomes ugly 10 seconds after. The only time she doesn't become ugly, the only time he doesn't want to leave, the only time nothing changes is when, and I'm going to be honest with you, is when that's that man's wife or if we're talking fornication, obviously it's wrong, but I'm not going to lie and say that's not the case if he has significant feelings for her because that can happen, and a lot of men, a lot of premarital sex, a lot of fornication can morph into love, absolutely. The chances of that happening, though, are very, and I mean almost minuscule, you know, very slim to none. Is it impossible? No. But it's very slim. Why? Because you don't know when those feelings are genuine. So a lot of you end up getting played and a lot of you end up being viewed as ugly because after giving up thinking that he has feelings for you. Why? Just because he told you. If I had $5 for every time somebody says, well, well, no, they don't. he told me, like, well, he told you what? George Bush told you that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. You see how that turned out? It turned out to be a lie, didn't it? Same lie that Obama's telling people about Syria using chemical warfare. You know, it's all lies. All lies to get to a certain pur- purpose. You know, a certain destination. You know, oh, no, I I, I want to be with you. No, we're, we're together. No, you're not together. You know, he wants to... See them butt cheeks together. I mean, that's about it. I watched a couple good movies. I, I'll be going off on tangents. I was going to tell you about these movies a couple like about a half hour ago, but uh, two movies my wife and I got a chance to watch. Courtney, why don't you be stopping when I go off on these tangents?
1: Because I think it's funny sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of y'all laugh at me, but it's all good, man. It's all good because y'all know this information is real. This information is 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 unparalleled in the entertainment industry. You know it and I know it. Yeah, it just is what it is. But we got a chance to watch two very good movies over, uh, over the last couple of nights. One was with 50 Cent. Um, it was entitled All Things Fall Apart. And I saw it on Netflix, you know, I scrolled by, I, you know, I was like, oh, 50 Cent. But actually, funny thing is 50 Cent actually makes some very good movies. You guys are looking for a movie to watch and you haven't really, you know, you, you don't really know what direction. You see 50 Cent's name, I'm just being around with him. He's actually made some very good movies, you know, kind of low budget or whatever like that, but, but not bad movies. Um, and when we, we watched a movie last night, it was called All Things Fall Apart, where he um, was a football player and he started out, you know, big man on campus, um, had all types of women, you know, any woman that he wanted, you know, on a college campus type of thing. And then he ends up getting sick. And I don't want to tell the movie, but his whole life changes once he gets sick. And it's like women don't want to have anything to do with him. You know, his friends aren't really like they like they used to be. And it's just it's just a very good movie. But the point that I was going to make with it, going back to this whole single mom thing, is that, and even this whole Beyonce thing, you know, wanting a thug, well, that's kind of like, it was a very realistic depiction, is what I'm saying. If you saw the film, you know what I'm talking about. It was a very realistic depiction of how, The athletes, the thugs, the not-so-good men are able to literally get the hoes, right? We know that, but it was also a very accurate depiction of how the athletes who end up being the thugs and the bastards anyway. 50 Cent was a bastard in the film, but he's also, and they're also able to get the good girls as well. Courtney, you didn't happen to catch that movie, did you?
1: Actually, I did see it a while oh, back.
0: Really? Yeah, oh, Yeah, okay. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. Well, so you saw it. Remember the the good girl who worked at the library, who the brother wanted, and and he was plotting on, but Fifty Cent just kind of swooped on all up in there and, and got yeah. her number and took her from yeah. him. Yeah, that's the that that's the craziest thing because even the quote unquote good girl, the quote unquote respectable woman, still let him hit on the first night. He saw her walking through campus. He's like, oh, do you mind if I walk you back to your dorm or whatever? And, and, and he walks her home. Next thing you know, he's, he's smashing it. Why? Just because he's 50 cents. Just because he's the star football player. That's how easy it is. That's the quote-unquote good girl. But in the very first scene, there's a, a, a scene at the party. It's like a house party. And one of the reasons I liked it so much is because that was me back in the day. You know, see, the reality is, and just to be honest with y'all, on a Sunday, I I did that stuff. I had the hoes. I could walk up to any chick and be like, yo, what's up? Whisper a little something, they're coming back to the back to the frat house. They're coming back to the dorm room, whatever it was. The hoes, the, the the fast chicks, or the sorority woman, or the librarian, or the quote unquote church girl. We just did a rebroadcast last night about the church girls who who uh classic barbershop talk from several months ago where we talked about how some of the biggest freaks end up being the the women who claim to be all about God and so I just I I encourage you all to watch that film because it's a it's it's very rare that Hollywood makes movies like that that accurately depict just how easy it is from both perspectives to get women in today's society in a sexual uh, uh, manner It's very easy. Any man will tell you it's very easy, literally. And so the the level of that easiness often equates to single motherhood, casual sex, friends with benefits that end up with no condom. That's how, you know, it usually goes down. Now, you know, am I saying that, you know, some women don't get married and, you know, and, and have husbands who run out on them or it just doesn't work out and they go their separate ways and they end up being single moms. I mean yeah that happens. But we're we're talking about what usually we're talking about the vast majority of cases of single motherhood. We're talking about seventy percent here. Casual sexual situations. And this and we've got to talk about the problem in order to talk about the solution. So let's talk about the solution. I think we've we've painted the picture um, pretty accurately So I mean real quick There was that But then another movie That we saw last night Before we get into it um, Was Another very good movie This was, wasn't as good But it was entertaining Nonetheless I posted on my page It was called um, The Last Fall Starring Your boy Courtney Lance Gross <laughs> Your homie You ever see that I you saw that
1: Actually I have not seen that movie Believe it or not But I've heard Of but course yeah. you know I've heard of it But I'm never surprised
0: you it. haven't seen that you know, I am check good. it out. Yeah, <laughs> check it. Yeah check, yeah, check that out. It was a good movie. It's called The Last Fall, starring uh, Lance Gross and um, uh, I forget the young woman's name, but she has the new show coming on Sleepy Hollow. The black woman she was in uh, um, Woman Thou Art Loosed on the Seventh Day, another very entertaining movie. Uh, I forget her name, but yeah, good good movie. And which also showed emotional unavailability, the like the epitome of it. I mean, he, and your boy Lance Gross being the epitome of a non-elite man, because he was chasing a woman who was basically still dealing with her her uh, her son's father, which we're going to talk about. You know, as far as why so many women find trouble or have trouble maintaining quality relationships because they are still actively dealing with their child's father. Or, funny thing is, I mean, here's Lance Gross, was a great guy in the film. You know, and you guys check out the film when you get a minute. But he was a great guy who who he had a relationship with a young woman back in the day. I mean, they they went their separate ways, they broke up, but they reconnected and it was clear that he was really into her and I just found it very interesting that he's like, "Yo, what's up?" I mean, I, I want to be with you. He was like, "Yo, I want to I want to make this official. Like what's up with me and you? Like I want to be a father to your son and I want I want to I love you." Like I want to be with you. You know, he's a single mom, right? And Here's the thing Here she says Well I gotta be honest with you About something She says I'm not really looking For anything serious Right now My life is very complicated And he's like What The heck Like I, I, This is someone who, who really loved her And was a good dude And she has the audacity To tell him She's not looking For anything serious Now Was it that she wasn't Really looking for anything serious Of course not That's Everyone's looking For something serious Everyone wants to be in love no one doesn't want love with a great guy, but the reality was she was still dealing with. It. In fact, that same night, you know, it like the next scene, um, uh, what was it Darren uh, Darren Dewitt uh, Henson is his, his name? Carolina? Henson,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Henson,
0: yeah, yeah, Darren Dewitt. You know, that's like the the, the baby's dad. He comes over and proposes to her, like, "Yo, I love you. I want to be with you." And she basically, he's like in her crib. Lance Gross shows up to the crib. He's in there, and she never even told him about the dude. In fact, his homie had to tell him, like, "Yo, I just saw them the other day, and they look like a one big happy family." And see, I'm I'm spending some time on this because this is what. We see as men in the dating world when it comes to single moms. That is the number one reason why men are saying that they don't want to deal with single moms because of situations just like that. We don't want to have feelings for you. We don't want to deal with you when you have us believing it's one way with your child's father, but our homie sees you out in the park, or we have to come to your crib and the dude answers to the door trying to answer the door trying to fight you. No one wants to deal with that. You understand, ladies? So, yes, am I going to say? Am I am I going to lie and say that you know single moms don't have a longer road to travel, don't have a tougher way to go as far as uh, you know? Differentiating themselves and showing themselves worthy of being a wife and of being taken. No, because you do. You you have your work cut out for you. I'm not gonna to lie to you. Because of the stereotype, because of all of the potential dangers, the potential you know ways that it could go wrong. I mean, we don't know if what the what the deal is. So many women are playing that 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 role, like they're single, but still let the the dad hit the child's father smashed every so often and just, but still acting like they're single and like, oh, no, we're, we're done. He even asked, he was like, yo, are you still dealing with him? She was like, no, we're done. How are you done when he just came to your crib and proposed to you and you didn't even say no? He came to the crib, he, you know, it's like, will, I love you, will you marry me? She's looking like a deer caught in the headlight. Like, she didn't say, no, we're done. You know, it was just like he was there the next day. He spent the night telling y'all, if y'all want to know about emotional unavailability, watch The Last Fall starring Lance Groves. And it's, it's like, you know, emotional unavailability 101 and elite, non-elite man 101 because there's not a man on the planet <clears throat> who would, you know, willingly subject himself to that type of drama and continue to, to deal with her or, or chase her or pursue a relationship. It just wouldn't happen. Surprised Tyler Perry didn't make that movie. You know, or Steve Harvey or somebody like these guys make make freaking fairy tales. You know, get these heart throbs to make you know you know illustrate what what they want you to think the dating world is like, and it's like the opposite of that. Ain't nobody dealing with that crap. But then again, you guys already know that, don't you? Right. That's what we've got to talk about tonight. Well, how what do you do? We know what not to do. Hopefully, after listening to us for an hour and 15 minutes, you know what not to do. But let's talk about what you can do to become a successful single mom. And again, what I mean by successful is by no longer being a single mom. We did a a classic show a couple months ago on blended families. Very good show if you missed it. You know, just what that looks like. You know, blended families. Dad having a couple kids from previous relationships, mom having a son or a daughter or whatever, and you guys all coming together and being one big, happy, blended family. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's called success. That's the, that's what you're supposed I mean, it's not what you're supposed to do. Ideally, I mean you wouldn't be fornicating or whatever you know, ideally. But if it happens, it's not a death sentence. There are just certain things that you have to do in order to get to that place of happiness, uh, Nakia my friend Nakia who's in the group is a great example of a blended family, you know, she brought some kids to the the, the marriage uh, you know, her husband brought some kids to the marriage now they're raising uh, I think four or five kids together, nothing wrong with that you know what I'm saying it is what it is, woman of God, man of God one big happy family But there, but at the same time Do I know Nikia? Absolutely. Is she emotionally available? Was she emotionally available to be blessed with with a great guy? Absolutely. Does she have a great personality? Does she respect her body? Absolutely. Is she a hoe? Was she a hoe? No. You know what I'm saying? Was she twerking? Is she on Instagram? Is she on uh, Facebook and all that? Posting uh, duck face photos? Breasts out? No, she's a woman of God who respects her body. So it's not, you know, a coincidence that she is now a or like or a successful single mom. I mean, you know what I mean? That's she achieved that level of success, I and mean, she doesn't, you know. It's my friend, so I know she doesn't mind me using her as an example to be a blessing to others. But that's what it looks like. Has she? Did she make mistakes early on in life? You know, yeah. But who hasn't? You know, it's all about how you rebound from those mistakes. <clears throat> if you guys don't know who I'm talking about, you know, add yourselves to the Friends of the Don Toper Show group and uh, see what's going on there. A lot of good information, good conversations and discussions. Um, the first thing that you guys want to do, okay, the first thing, how do you become a successful single mother? The very first thing that you want to do, obviously, you, I mean, we're just going to say you got to have a relationship with God, but that's that. you know that. You know what I mean? That's not even, that should be a given. But one of the first things you have to do is let go of past hurt, pain, and resentment and actively forgive. I'm talking about forgive whoever it is that hurts you. What am I talking about? Well, you know, like I said earlier, some of you have given your bodies, you've given your hearts to men you know, you've been in bad situations. If you, maybe you have a fa- uh, a deadbeat dad, or may- maybe you don't even have a deadbeat dad, but maybe you just have your child's father who hurt you, and you hate that bastard. You know, it's like just the thought of his name causes you to roll your eyes, or 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 get all red in the face, or you know, heart speed up. You just you get pissed off. Well, you're emotionally unavailable. You've got to deal with that hurt. You got to let that pain go because Whatever percentage of your heart is causing you to get mad when his name is mentioned or when he's, you know, uh, in, uh, you know when he's around, well, then that, you know, that percentage is taking away from the 100% of your heart that's going to be necessary for you to give to your future husband. Now, what man do you know wants to settle for only 75% of your heart or 50% of your heart? If you guys watch R&B Divas LA, you saw... You know that scene where, where they ask Claudette about you know how she feels about her her son's father uh, Ryan, and she just she just you know got pissed off like just for no reason. Well, I shouldn't say for no reason, but she got pissed off. She's like, I just got to eat just to because I can't even talk. I you know I get that's how mad I get. Like whoa, so you you know you just walking around with that hurt pain and resentment then, huh? You, you you're dealing with no forgiveness. You haven't forgiven him. So how are you going to give somebody else your heart? How can somebody else love you now? Claudette is beautiful. Claudette is successful, but is Claudette going to be blessed with the man that God has for? Her? Not with all that anger up inside her. She's not. On the reunion show, if you guys saw it, Wendy Williams said, "Yo, I, I you know, you, you I, I've never seen someone who's just more depressed or gave off like a depressed spirit than you. Like you just every time you were on camera, you just had that depressed look." She was like, "Yeah, well," and, and she was right. I think we even mentioned that on the show. So I mean you gotta get rid of that depressed spirit, ladies. You gotta forgive. That for the Bible speaks about forgiveness, not just because just to do it, but because it will destroy you. And it will destroy any chance that you have it at ultimately finding love. Any thoughts on that, Courtney? Uh letting go of past hurt, pain, and resentment? Yeah, I mean I think
1: that's I think that's something that is very important, not even just for, you know, single moms, just, you know, women, period, men too, but specifically women, you know, that's just something that, um, you know, we actively, we need to actively work on. I think um, a lot of times women um, are so used to holding on to the pain, it's like they've almost become, you know, comfortable with that or comfortable with holding on for so long, but... You, the thing is you don't have to You really don't have to hold on at all Because once you let go you know, You're know you one step closer to being found by any weak man
0: Right, look, check this out guys We don't do this often But I want to do something for y'all real quick We're talking about, again, we're not going anywhere We're, we're going to make this show an all-time classic right here You know, we're definitely going in But what I want to do is I want to play y'all a song Right, now if you guys remember a couple of years ago you remember the all-time classic and almost just the, the staple, the foundation of this show, our show, the all-time classic special entitled The Definition of Emotional Unavailability. All you got to do is google it. And we've done it done it a couple times, so you could probably hear a couple different definition of emotional unavailability shows. Definitely check that out where we talked about this and we played several songs that epitomize uh, emotional unavailability. This song was one of them, and I haven't played it in a few years. So I want to, I want to just play this for you guys because this song epitomizes what it means to be emotionally unavailable. It epitomizes what is often the sentiment being expressed, and just you know that women are living with, you know, as far as their feelings for their exes, their feelings for their child's father the feelings for that person seven years ago who broke your heart and really scarred you. Ironically, this song is by Beyonce, and it's entitled none other than Resentment. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't go check your Facebook. Listen to the lyrics of this song, ladies. If you can relate to what she's singing about I love this song, to be honest with you. Uh, It's one of my favorite songs. But if you, you know, it epitomizes what it, why so many women in today's society are single, specifically single mothers, are having trouble finding love. Listen to these lyrics. If you can relate to these lyrics, we're going to talk about, immediately after the break, what to do to deal with them and to become a successful single mom. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. It's crazy Right Courtney?
1: Yeah It's kind of sad
0: It's a deep song
1: mm-hmm. It's a
0: deep song I mean just to, from a You know uh, Melodic standpoint I mean it's a great It's a great song It's you know The beat the You know what I'm saying But it's very um, You know It's very telling you know, as far as what so many women out here are going through. I mean, she said, I can't stop crying. I actually wanted, I wasn't planning on this, but I actually wanted, we got some time, doing well on time. I want to go through the lyrics just to take a, a more in-depth look as far as how to, what, what not to do. This song does a great job of showing what a lot of women do, you know what I'm saying, as far as being full of resentment and, and not being able to trust and not being able to let go. But let's talk about what you can do, because, see, the song shows, and many women can relate to the what the subject matter here is. You know, obviously there's someone who lied. There's someone here who cheated. There's someone here who was betrayed. She mentioned that she was there for six years. You know, I know she was attractive, but I was here first. I mean, that's got to hurt. You rode out for somebody for all those years only to see them and smash just because she had a big butt or she was attractive, that's gotta hurt, you know. But what do you do? Do you cry yourself to sleep every night? Do you hold on to the resentment, or do you give it to Jesus Christ? You know, do you do you actually pray for him and do you forgive him and you forgive yourself for doing what you did? So many women I work with every single day, they tell me, I say, well, you know, I'm just so mad at myself. Obviously, I'm mad at him, but I just, I'm just, I feel so stupid. No, you don't have to feel stupid. I, mean, I feel stupid for you know a lot of things that I've done in my life, but that, that feeling comes and it goes. I don't dwell on it. I feel stupid thinking about things I should have done yesterday in the championship of the match, things I could have done and should have done to win. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's over. I'm not going to sit there and, oh, my gosh, or, you, know, it is, you know. It doesn't matter. You know, yes, he lied to you. Yes, he cheated on you. Are you mad or are you thanking God for the fact that he's now out of your life? Because if he hadn't lied, if he hadn't cheated, then guess what? You'd still be with him. You'd still be having sex with him. only difference is you might have HIV because he's out there smashing other chicks raw. So it's actually not a bad thing. It's actually a blessing that he cheated. It's actually a blessing that he lied. So you don't have to be full of resentment. You actually should be full of praise and thanks. Like, wow, thank you for showing me that this was not what it was, what I thought it was. Was that ever challenging for you to do as far as looking at a bad situation as being bad to switching up to looking at it as being a blessing?
1: Yeah, because I would, you know, think that, um, you know, it it was something wrong with me or um, that man was the best that I could ever do. And so I found myself feeling like, you know, that that was my loss you know what i mean and just feeling just depressed and you know crying every day and so but i had to realize the same thing you just said like it really it, it was a blessing and most importantly it could have been much worse it could have been much much worse and and god knows the best for us so you know he's he's going to show you what's up just because he he loves you that much right here's the
0: thing you know it's like if you have a a beat up car all right, here's a better analogy. I mean, that's a good in- I mean, I'll use both of them. If you have a beat-up car and you have a million dollars in the bank, right? You have money in the bank, but your old beat-up car gives out on you. You're not going to be pissed off that your old beat-up car that you wanted to get rid of for the longest anyway is is now no longer working. Why are you not going to be beat up? It's that it's because you have a million dollars in the bank. You can actually go buy a new car. You can actually go buy a car that you actually want. So there's no reason to be mad that that old car gave out on. You're not going to sit up there and wallow in misery because your car gave out. Only problem is you just haven't checked your bank statement lately. You haven't logged in to your online banking to check the fact that you have the million dollars in it. See, some of y'all don't realize that you have a Lord and Savior who can forgive you and, and can remove anybody from your life and, and can bless you with the best thing ever but you just don't know it. And so that's the key. You know what I'm saying? We'll save the other analogy for a little later. Here's, look, Let's go back to these lyrics real quick. Cause this is, there's so much here. And we did this, but it was several years ago. And, I, you know, I just really want to go through them because this is so important in regards to our topic tonight. The first line of the song says, I wish I could believe you, then I'll be all right. Well, that's, I mean, that's... It may seem insignificant, but that that line actually, you know, says a lot right there. She's saying, I wish I could believe you, then I'll be all right. Well, this is a cheater who is lying to you about what he does with other women. So what she's saying here is that she knows he's a liar. She knows he's a cheater, but the reality is she wants to believe his lies. And that's where you see a lot of these confrontations coming from. Because when you're really fed up, you know, when you're really ready to leave and you're really ready to kick somebody to the curb, you don't confront them. You just pack your bags and you leave. You just tell them it's over and that's that. But the confrontations and the arguments come because you're willing, you want him to give you a reason to stay. Because when you want to leave, you just go. There's nothing to talk about. But that's why why so many of these... You know, the and out happens It's like you you want to give them hell But at the end of the day You want to take them back That's why she says, because she's hurting She's crying She says, if I could believe you Then I would be okay Meaning that would stop the pain And that would cause, that would stop the hurt And it would also lead to HIV Or lead to, you know, being a single mom You can take your choice Either you want to cry for a little while, you want to be mad for a little while, and then get over it, or you can stay and prolong the misery. Those are really the only two choices. But this is what she's saying. She's like, I wish I could believe you, but then I would be all right. But now everything you told me really don't apply to the way that I feel inside. Loving you was easy once upon a time. Now, this is this is very interesting here. This is a very interesting line here. She says that loving you was easy once upon a time. Well, Chances are, he was always a bastard. It was only easy to love him, and it's really not love in the biblical sense of the word, which we'll talk about in in one of our very next live shows coming up, where we'll get into the definition of love, the true definition of love. But she says, loving you was easy once upon a time. Why? Because his lies were still a secret. The cheating hadn't manifested itself yet. You know, you were living a lie. You didn't know. So that's why it was easy. It only became hard because now you're having sex with someone. Now you're laid up with someone who you know is having sex with other women who you know is cheating. Yeah, that's going to be hard. But yeah, sure, it's easy when you're living, when you don't know, right, Courtney?
1: Yeah, ignorance is bliss.
0: Right. There you go. That's it. That's it. that's exactly it. Ignorance is bliss. It's happy. It's easy. It's paradise. You know, but. It's, but it's, it's not reality She says but now my suspicions of you have multiplied And it's all because you've lied Now notice she doesn't say that Because I've, I'm suspicious of you And I know that you lied I'm going to leave You know see that should be The end of it there Right but it's not She says I only give you a hard time well, What does that mean what, what, is, what is she talking about there Well you guys know how it goes you know, because after a lot of you get cheated on, right, you stick around and you say, oh, he apologizes and he says, okay, I forgive you. But the reality is, you really don't forgive him. In fact, you begin to nag him and you begin to bring up and continue to bring up the original lie and, and whatever he did. You nag him. She says here, you know, I only give you a hard time because I can't go on and pretend like. You know I can't go on trying to uh, pretend like i I haven't tried to forget this, so she acts like she forgets it she acts like she forgives, but she really hasn't. that's why she continues to give him hell, you know, but I'm too full of resentment. I just can't seem to get over the way that you hurt me well let's you know let's talk about that well, why is that? Why is it that you can't get over the way that he hurt you the re- the reason for that is because you haven't you don't really want to get over it. Sometimes anger and hurt and pain consumes us to the point where it it becomes a part of you. And letting go of it would mean letting go of a part of of yourself. So forgiveness it will actually depress you. It will that's why you see so many people well into their thirties and forties, both men and women, who are just angry. Ever met somebody who's just angry all the time, was because they're walking around with hurt, pain and resentment. You know they had their people in their lives. One, of, if you guys have ever done counseling with me, we, there's a whole section in our five phase cycle towards achieving 100% emotional availability that specifically on who do you need to forgive. Because if if all men want a woman with the best possible personality, well then you can't. It's impossible to have the best personality if you have hurt, pain, and resentment. So you've got to forgive whoever it is that hurts you. That's why she says right here, I just can't seem to get over the way you hurt me. Well, here, check this out. If you're a single mom, because that's what we're talking about tonight, I mean, really anybody, but specifically tonight where we're talking about single moms, if you can't get over the way that someone hurt you, well, then how can you love somebody else unconditionally? And with 100% of your heart, if you can't get over the way somebody from five years ago hurt you. Does that even make sense, Courtney?
1: No, it doesn't.
0: It's impossible. It's impossible to do. Some of you are saying, so listen to what I'm talking about. Some of you are 32, 35, 40, whatever age, can't be attractive, successful, educated, but you're saying, well, why am I only attracting the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players? How come these men are treating them in the way, well, who do you need to forgive? Who can't you get over the way that you, that, who hurt you? I've counseled well over 500 women, and I've never met someone Was free of all pain There was always someone Where there needed Someone needed to be forgiven Even if it was yourself For something But usually It involves someone else So that's one of the first steps And this I love this Beyonce song Because it's it's a great Teaching tool And I I I just started I didn't even plan Y'all like how I just printed These lyrics out In about a couple seconds Real quick This is all off the top You know what I mean I didn't plan on doing this you know what I mean, but it says right here i uh don't know how you gave another who didn't mean a thing the the very thing you gave to me that's gotta hurt you know what you thought was given to you he gave somebody else you know who 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 was insignificant or at least who you thought was insignificant you gave you he gave her the same thing he gave you that's you know but you gotta let go of that. I thought I could forgive you, and I know that you've changed. You know, and that's the funny thing about it is, because she says, I know that you've changed, but the reality is he probably hasn't changed. You think he's changed. You want him to have changed. He says he's changed. You know, she says, as much as I want to trust you, I know it ain't the same, and it's all because you lied. You know, and she goes back into the chorus. I'm doing the best that I can. I tried and I tried and I tried to forget this. But I'm too full of resentment. I'll always remember feeling like I was no good. Like I couldn't do it for you like your mistress could. And it's all because you lied. Now, this is what we really got to talk about. Because, Courtney, you already know this is a big problem here in today's society. This is a big problem here specifically with single mothers. Because it's the feeling like you are to blame. It's the feeling... Like you are no good or inadequate in some way. Like you can't do it like his mistress could. You're allowing his immaturity, you're allowing his selfish nature to cause you to question your own self-worth. And that's that's not how it should be. It's not your fault that he cheated. It's It's your fault that you had sex with a cheater, but it's not your fault that he cheated. Big difference. It's your fault you decided to deal with a no-good dude, but you yourself are not the problem. Hopefully you guys get that. You don't have to blame yourself as being inadequate. If somebody wants to be a dog or a male hoe, he's going to be a dog or a male hoe, regardless what you do or what you don't do. That's not your fault, but it's, but it's your fault for dealing with him in the first place. We try to be proactive with these situations to help you avoid dealing with them to begin with. But don't ever let the immaturity of a man cause you to question your as, self-worth as a woman. All right? And I post that on Facebook every several every uh, so often because it's a very important quote. You ever did that, Corey? You ever had a man cause you to question your worth as a woman?
1: Of course, most definitely. Um you know i've been hurt before and as a result i i felt like i wasn't good enough and was wondering you know what i did wrong or you know what what could i have done differently um you know to change the outcome but you know looking back on it i realized that that just wasn't the person you know or the people actually because I, I felt like that with more than one person, but you know those weren't the people that that God had for me, so it wasn't going to work out anyways. And so now I finally realized that.
0: Uh, I mean, that's you're right. That's very common. That is very very common. You know, so many women can relate to that, causing a man to uh, or allowing a man to cause him to question their self worth as a woman. Don't do that, she says right here. I always remember feeling like I was no good, just feeling like I couldn't do it like you miss, And just to kind of elaborate on that a little bit, a lot of women, a lot of specifically single moms, um, a lot of times they feel like their children are a burden. They feel like because of the fact that they have a couple of kids. I've had women tell me, you know, like just in case you're wondering, like hundreds of women have told me, like, I feel like because I have children, no one will want me. I feel like I'm inadequate because, you know, I have children. Even though they have these blessings, these great kids, they've allowed their children, or well, they've allowed the devil to tell them that their children are now a hindrance, you know, to to being found. And, and that's that's never the case. Children are a blessing. And there is someone out there who will love you as well as love your kids. Don't ever think that that's impossible. I don't care. Don't let these men tell you that being a single mom is bad, Being a single mom, nobody wants single moms. That's not it. I mean, would I date a single mom back in the day? I mean, no, but that's not, that's just me, though. You know what I'm saying? That's just my personal preference. I wanted that experience to be shared with my wife and I for the first time, you know, back in, whoever that was at that time. Like, I've never, you know what I'm saying? But I know a lot of men who don't share those feelings. And the reality is that the Bible says when you delight yourselves in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. So anything is possible when you delight yourself in the Lord. If you want a man to love you and your kids, well, that would classify as being the desire of your heart. So now all you really have to do is delight yourself in the Lord and you'll be straight. Hopefully that makes sense. See, a lot of times people, they hate me and they lash out at me. Because of my personal views They say, well, you don't like weeds, And you don't date single moms And you actually you like petite women Okay, these are all true statements But the only thing is, I'm not God And and at the end of the day I'm just one man You don't have to hate me for my opinions Just because they may not mesh with What's going on in your personal life You understand that? I'm just, I I never ever Claim to speak for all men Never that's one of the reasons I surround myself with men, you know, on this show from time to time, so they can all give you their personal view. It just so happens that many of them, you know, tend to, uh, you know, feel the same way about certain issues. But everyone is their own person, you know. So I'm just, I just want to put that out there. Don't ever let a man or the beliefs of one man cause you to uh, question you. My opinion doesn't matter. You know, if I put up a status up on Facebook, you don't have to argue with that. It doesn't matter what I say. And if it does matter what I say, that means that it's hitting home. That means that it's affecting you. It maybe hits you in the gut. And so it's not about attacking me. It's about self-reflecting you. Because if my opinions cause you any to feel any type of way, then that, that, that means something. Now think about that. You know, now... um, what else she say here? I loved you more than ever. More than my own life. Wow. What do I always say? I always say, ladies, never give so much of yourself to a man that you end up losing yourself. You know, and here here we have here in, the, in Beyonce's song, Resentment. I loved you more than ever. Loved you more than my own life. Ladies, FYI. You're not supposed to love a man more than you love yourself. You're not actually, you're not supposed to love anyone more than you love yourself. You know, except God. That's it. You're not supposed to love anybody more than you love yourself. Because when you love, when you start putting people ahead of yourself, you're doing both yourself and that person a disservice. You know, you've got to love yourself first unconditionally. And when you love yourself, you don't put yourself in, in bad situations. And you actually are going to require the best. Never can you, Is that anything you can relate to, maybe loving someone or ha- being connected to someone, putting someone before uh, your own well-being, Courtney?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's something that um, <laughs> I can completely um relate to just being so lost and and caught up in somebody and and you know their needs and you know not even worrying about you know what was going on you know with me. And so yeah, that's something I can definitely definitely relate to.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's you know it's something most women can relate to. I mean, so many this is I can already tell you this is going to be a very highly rated show. This is going to be one of those shows where we don't get a lot of calls and necessarily, but you know people are just listening. A lot of these shows are the ones where that just you know the archives just get stacked up and stacked up over you know the course of uh, you know days and weeks and you know even on the weekends a lot of people get caught up on shows. I mean this is going to be one of those shows that people are like yo you should listen to this, but all very secretly and privately, which is cool. I have no problem with that whatsoever. No problem with that. People inbox me like, yo, Don, I heard that showing, you know, whatever. Just want to thank you for doing it. Yo, send me an email or or don't send me an email and just listen. I don't need any a- accolades. This, <laughs> this cornball from my old school, he told me, he said, you you didn't gain notoriety, you know, until you wrote that book trying to trying to play me.
2: I said, what? I said,
0: Notoriety? I said, listen, I'm not gonna play names out there, but these dudes, man, yo, I said notori- I said, you think I care about notoriety? If I w- if I cared about notoriety, I'd be doing things totally different. I wouldn't be trying to help women. I'd be out there, you know, bashing men all the time, and you know, and, and telling women what they want here. I'd be like a younger version of Steve Harvey. If I, that's easy. Don't y'all know that? I, I mean, listen. I already know I'm a handsome man. I could be on covers of magazines. I could come up with some stuff to to, to appease women and throw on a suit, get a fresh haircut, tell women men ain't this and you know hey forget ninety days, give it up in thirty days and come up with some stupid slogans and ke- that's easy. It's it's very it's actually very easy to be a become a superstar, but you have to sell your soul and you have gotta sacrifice your morals and your values. Believe me, that's easy. You think I, I, could, I could, just look at this show, I, mean, I, could, I could write a book tomorrow. I could write a book in one day, you know, a best-selling novel that would make me millions of dollars. I have the intelligence to do it, I have the vocabulary to do it, I surely have the experiences to do it. You know what I mean? But that would be, a, that would be sacrificing who I am and what I stand for. You understand that, guys? This is who I am and this is what I stand for helping women from a biblical standpoint but also from a uh, an uncomfortable standpoint because what I'm doing is not, you know, pleasing to the ears, but it's necessary. And it will help you be found by the man that God has for you. And it will – this is the real information that will help you, uh, you know, become a successful single mom, all right? not Not keep you a, a single mom like some of these other relationship books. By these self-proclaimed experts. What the heck is a relationship expert?
2: You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's an oxymoron if I ever heard one. I don't ever call myself an expert. There's no such thing as a relationship expert. Well, what makes you an expert? What have you done? I mean, how many women have you slept with? I mean, what? I mean, I'm just asking because see a lot of things that I've done that have given me the information that I have, I'm not proud of. You know what I mean? It's like if you're an expert on the moon, well, I mean, you have to study the moon. And most likely you have, have gone to the moon or been some type of astronaut or scientist or chemist or, you know, something to, to qualify you as an expert. I mean, even other fields. I mean, if you're like a, an engineer, you know, you've studied that, you know, all there is to know about engineering or, 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 or surgery, you can be an expert surgeon but as far as relationships i mean you've got to you can't be an expert if all you've done is 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 get an education all you've done is you know go to school all you've done is wrote a couple of books but what have you done what experiences have you had how do you know what you're talking about so yeah i've i can relate to everything i talk about i've done it all but i'm even even that that being said i still wouldn't call myself an expert got people out here who haven't done half the things that I've done and experienced what I've experienced and have the knowledge that I have, but have the audacity to say, oh, I'm an expert. You know, it's ridiculous. So I'm just saying, ladies, be very careful, uh, uh, you know, of anyone, about anything who calls themselves who, who an expert. You know, so now if somebody wants to say, hey, look, check out De He knows what he's talking about. He's an expert. I mean, you know, I'm not going to run from it, but I'm not going to call myself that. It's very important. You know, that's, it's very important. Um, what else, man? Because I want to, I want to talk about some more things specifically to do to 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 overcome these issues. But this is very important. She says, she says, but she, like you said, she said, I loved you more than ever, more than my own life. And let me, and if I could, if I could, just for a minute, this is very, this is very important right here because what she's saying here is, see, what you got to realize, is I've personally counseled hundreds of women. Not just a couple, but me personally. I've counseled hundreds of women who have expressed to me that at one point in their life they were suicidal. So you can only imagine what the, you know, these, what's really going on on a large scale from a national perspective. There are a lot of women in the black community who, who are suicidal and have committed suicide specifically and even got on drugs specifically because our relationship ended. A man broke their heart, and it's caused their whole life to spiral out of control. You know, you've heard women calling to this show saying, Dadan, I don't want to live anymore. You've heard that live, live on the air. You've heard me You see me post letters, inboxes saying, Deidana, today's the day. I'm going to kill myself. And I had to do an emergency session with her. You, you saw that. One morning, I, I checked my inbox about every morning when I first thing I wake up from my phone, right in bed, it says, she said, Deidana, I'm going to kill myself. So, I mean, this is. I called her mom, and uh, her mom didn't know where she was. Luckily, everything worked out. But uh, this is how real it is. So what, what happens is a lot of times women are giving so much, and so when it ends, there's nothing left. And they say, well, what the heck's the point in living? I might as well just kill myself. He, that ended, so that's a very sad place to be. Um, and call me. Call me if, if that's you, because like I said, this is – you won't be alone. I've counseled hundreds of women who've had to say the same thing. So if you're listening in silently, don't worry about that. Everyone's anonymous, everything's confidential. You don't have to worry about that, you know? But but get help and we can start the process. 855 day 89 No one should have to live in a in a state of depression, you know, that's caused by a man. You know, this psycho chick said, "Oh, Dana, you you just want to sell me services. You you want to take money." It's, Crazy chick. I'm like, what? I'm doing a free three hour show every every night. Like what do you money? What are you talking about? You don't ever have to call that eight hundred number. All you gotta do is listen to the show if you want your life to be changed. But if you want to take it to that next level, if you want private counseling, then yeah. But I mean this is most people would never do a show like this for free. Last two hours, I just this is a book right here. But it's not about that. It's not about making money, it's about changing lives. What do you think of me? Any thoughts on that, I know I'm talking a lot. I told you I was hyped today.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I did want to comment about um, the suicide and, you know, that being something that, you know, I could relate to at one point, just feeling um, just very depressed and, and wanting to end my life over a man. that, and And, of course, it wasn't worth it. But I did have those thoughts. You know, hoping that if I went, you know, through with it, then he would feel really bad about breaking my heart. And so, I mean, that was something I I entertained for a while, but, um, you know, thankfully God got got me out of it. I snapped out of it and, and, you know, rebounded from that, but um, that's something I could relate to.
0: Wow, and there you go, God. I mean, that's just, Courtney's just one of many. You know, one of one of one of hundreds of women that I've personally worked with who, who've felt suicidal, same type of thing. You know, and it's so common. It's so common. Women are very emotional. I mean, men are as well, but you know, it's something specific about women when they're when those hearts are broken. Like when you give yourself to a man from an emotional sexual standpoint, it's going to open up certain emotional pores. You know, and so it, when it doesn't work out, it's just like, you know, that's where the, where the whole soul ties thing comes in. Sometimes, some ties are so tough to break that you don't even want to live. So deal with that. Definitely got to take it to God, and I can help with that. Um, just to kind of wrap this section up, she's saying, I, she says, um, I know I was attractive. I know she was attractive, but I was here first, been riding with you for six years. Why did I deserve? To be treated this way by you I know you're probably thinking What's up with B? I've been crying for too long Look what you did to me I used to be so strong But now you took my soul It's interesting A couple years ago we did a show entitled uh, Good Girl Going Bad You know, where we outlined the the process of You know, the timeline of how you know, many women end up in the circumstances that they that they find themselves in. And, um, you know, many women used to be very strong, very independent, you know, in the truest sense of the word, you know, not being dependent on a man, not being emotionally connected to and tied down by some no-good dude. But they actually used to be strong. But it says here that you took my soul, you know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, nobody can... And I'm even questioning this song might not even be about a man. <laughs> to be to be real with you, this might be some some <laughs> hidden double entendre type of stuff, man. You know, don't even let me really go back and research. You know, reflect on the lyrics. This might be a song about Satan for real, for real, messing around with Beyonce. You know what I mean? Messing around. But I'm just saying. You know, I can't stop crying. You know, I can't stop crying. You could have told me that you weren't happy. Well, see, here's the here's the problem with that, ladies, and here's, you know, where, where the resentment really comes from, okay? And understand this is all very important in the context of becoming a single mom, a successful single mom. Don't think that this is just a tangent. This is exactly what we need to be talking about. This is exactly what men are seeing 99.9% of the time when they are dealing with single moms, women who can relate 100% to these lyrics. Understand that If you can't relate Understand This is what men Are experiencing Every single day This is the real reason That men are choosing Not to date So many single mothers Because Of the type of resentment That exists Towards the child's father I cannot stress that enough But it says here I can't stop crying You could have told me That you weren't happy Well see And this is kind of Going in a different direction We actually did a show um, a few months ago entitled the, the Real Reasons Why Men Cheat And How to Avoid Being Cheated On We've done several cheating shows Where we've really gone into detail About why it happens How to avoid it from happening to you But a lot of women will, go, will have that way of thinking Well look, like if you weren't happy You could have just told me you weren't happy But that's like a car thief telling you That he's going to steal your car That's like a burglar telling me Hey, do me a favor, leave the window open So when you leave I'll just crawl in And make it easy for me I don't have to break the window well, that's not going to happen. You're going to come home with a broken window. You know, the reality is no one is going to tell I mean, they'll tell you that you weren't, that they're not happy. It's just that a lot of times women don't listen. And a lot of times men will express themselves. But, see, because we don't like to argue, because we don't like to feel like we're tape recorders, you know, we will just, after a certain point, it's just, you know, they go out and do what they do. Now, that's not right. But I'm just saying that's just that's how it goes. So a lot of women are sitting around waiting for him to have this long drawn out conversation before he cheats. But it's all about knowing when you're dealing with the man that God has for you, and the signs to know when he's not the man that God has for you. And if, like I said, man, this is this is there's a, so much stuff that you won't hear on this show that Courtney and I both do from a private counseling standpoint, uh, more specific. This is just general stuff right here. Um, But, yeah, is there anything you can relate to, Um, you know, wanting somebody to just be honest with you and just tell you how he's really feeling?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember saying that to myself and, you know, um, just wanting that honesty. And the reason that I wanted the honesty really was because I just wanted an excuse to stick around, you know, so, that I mean, you could have been honest and said, you know, hey, I'm going to have sex with other women. But because my self-esteem was so low, I still probably would have stuck around just because, to me, it was better to have a piece of a man than no man at all.
2: Mm.
0: Yep, that's how it goes. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. Um. What else? I know you didn't want to hurt me. But look what you've done to me now. I've got to look in her eyes and see she's had half of me. How could you lie? So, I mean, you know, it's, you know, and a lot of the resentment, a lot of times, is not just exclusively dedicated to the man. A lot of it is, you know, towards the other woman. So the classic book that I read, um, one of my favorite books of all time. Shout out to Eric Jerome Dickey, phenomenal author. Entitled a book called *The Other Woman*. You you ever read that book, Courtney? *The Other Woman*.
1: Yeah, I bought it. Mm
0: Mhm. That's a good book, right? Mm
1: Mhm. I remember that. That's
0: that's a matter of fact. I might even read. I mean, as an author myself, who I like to think writes classic novels. I mean, that is a classic novel if I ever ever uh, seen one or read one. Um, Check that out. Definitely. uh, I might even go back and reread that. That's how good it was. But I don't, and I don't even get a chance to read a lot. Um, but, yeah, that was a good book If you guys are avid book readers Definitely check out the other one And check out The Love We Had by Daydon Talbert If you haven't already <laughs> If you haven't, I told you y'all, y'all owe me an apology In fact, me, you know, we've given this information Y'all haven't even got my book yet That's a slap in the face to me Go check it out on Amazon and Kindle And all that good stuff, man Two ninety nine on 99 um, on Kindle Or get the paperback off Amazon So, So there's that You know, there is the you know, like I said, that's Beyonce's song "Resentment," which really epitomizes, uh, you know, emotional unavailability, which really is the only thing that separates. To be, I mean, to be honest with you, it's all—it's the only thing that separates a single, just a single woman from a single mom, because see, the, the kids themselves are not the problem. See a lot of people they, they they like to use that as an excuse. Oh well, you know I'm you know, these guys don't want accept my kids. Not I mean most men love kids. I mean it's not most men want to have kids. It's not. In fact, most men will tell you straight up, or they'll tell me whether or not they'll be honest with you is a different story. But most men will will say, look, I mean I'll, I'll date a single. And matter of fact, James even said that, and Marv I think even said it. on the show live, I would deal with a single mom depending on her. You know, like, if she was cool, it would depend on the woman. If you guys remember us talking to him. And we're going to have to do a live barbershop talk, you know, coming up, get the fellas back here. Um, What was the last live barbershop talk we did? Oh, Potential, right?
1: Yeah, How to Recognize a Man's Potential.
0: That was the last live barbershop talk with the fellas, man. If y'all missed that, one, y'all crazy. Like, these shows are just off the chain. Um, But, yeah, shout out to the guys. Let's go back into some more specific ways to overcome um you know or how to overcome emotional unavailability and and go on to uh being a successful single mother. We talked about obviously letting go of past hurt and pain. Well, and here is see there's the on one uh side you have the pain, but then on the other hand you have a lot of women who are not really going through the pain. In fact, they've developed and are maintaining what they call, which which, which is incorrect, but what they call a friendship, which is a, a huge problem, which we often talk about on Barbershop Talk with the fellas and the men are talking about just in their everyday lives. Ladies, you can't be friends with your child's father. You actually can't be friends with any um, any man who is of a non-platonic nature. Well, somebody's saying, well, wait a minute, Dayan. I am, it is a platonic friendship with my child's father. No, it's not. That goes against the definition of platonic. You can't be platonic friends with someone who you've had sex with. That makes no sense whatsoever. Platonic is with the absence of attraction, the absence of sex, the absence of any type of non-brotherly, sisterly type of emotion. You know, so if you've already gone there, from a sexual standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, that takes away the platonic nature of it. So, now, is that to say that you can't have a good and healthy working relationship for the sake of the children? Can you not co-parent effectively? No, absolutely. I mean, should you be cussing each other out? No, I mean, no, it doesn't have to be like that. But it's not a that's not a friendship, per se. Okay? It's, it's called a relationship. You're co-parenting. Your parents, that's what parents do. Now, you know, and that's going to be one of the most important things that you can do. You're going to have to convince. It's funny. Women have no problem convincing these employers, these recruiters, really anybody else of anything. But when it comes to differentiating themselves and showing themselves worthy of getting a ring or being taken seriously, they they don't put the same amount of effort into it often. And, ladies, it's going to be up to you. To show that man that it is absolutely 100% platonic, there is nothing, no funny business going on, because we don't want to end up like Lance Gross in the Last Fall. <laughs> I know all you guys are going to go on Netflix after the show and check that out. Go on I mean, do that, watch it, so you can see what I'm talking about if you've already if you missed it. But yeah, it's we don't want to even take a chance. And yeah, he's going to ask his little questions. He's going to ask certain little things. He's going to keep an ear open to see if you reveal any information. But it's all part of the interview process. The moment you reveal something that he doesn't like or that it appears as as if it's, you know, something that's not on the up and up, you're, you're going in, you're t- coming out of the wife category, and you're going into the booty call category. Or he's cutting you off altogether. But one of the worst things you can do is be friends with an ex. Courtney, any thoughts on that?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, what you just said was pretty self-explanatory, but I think a lot of women, you know, have trouble with that, a lot of Women think that you know since they are not having sex with the men anymore, it's not a big deal, but you know they can still talk on talk to them on the phone, and you know that man can still call them and check up on them, and it's not a big deal, but that's a huge deal because when you do that and you allow that person in and still entertain them, your heart is still very much so involved in that person, whether you're having sex with them or not, so that's why it's important um you know in those situations. You know, where you don't have a child, then of course, cut them out of your life completely. But if you have a child together, just make it about that child only. Not try to, you know, um, have a, a quote-unquote friendship.
0: Right, right. Get get those, uh, get that get that friendship out of there. It's not a friendship. And, and the reality is, a lot of you guys are using those those friendships, as you call them, as uh, some type of safety net security blanket, you know, just in case God doesn't come through. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, you know, some of you guys are, you know, maintaining the relationship and and keeping him around, not cutting it off completely, because you don't have 100% faith that God is going to bless you with someone better. And so if you get a little too old or, you know, you get a little too lonely or whatever the case is, there's always that guy to fall back on. But that fallback guy, as you guys like to put it, is only going to keep you single. It's going to act as a deterrent. That you might as well be walking around with a force field around you of some sort. And um, it's just going to keep men from, from, from taking you seriously. So, it's, in fact, it's the number one thing that we look for when, we, uh, when, you know, when it becomes known that you have kids. No one asks about you having kids because they, want to, they care if you have kids. They ask if you have kids because they want to know if you're still having sex with your kid's father. I mean, that's really what it is. Now, if if things, if it becomes clear that's not the case, that you're not having sex with your your child's father, then they can actually, you know, inquire about your kids and figure out, like, okay, how many kids do you have and what's the relationship. I mean, I'm just being real with you. No one really cares about your kids in the beginning. They're just asking about your kids to see, you know, what's what's what with the child's father. Do you have a boyfriend or, you know, or is he still in the kid's life? And, And if so... To what capacity And that's just That's what you won't hear You know anywhere else That's just you know Probably men will probably like, yo, Stop snitching But that's you know Stop giving up the tapes But that's really what men are are saying Or really thinking And are saying amongst themselves Got the fight party coming Y'all gonna hear some great shows Next week I can promise you That after that Mayweather fight Because me and the fellas Always get together And you know that's just Where a lot of conversations happen you know, at the fight parties, at the gym, on the basketball court, you know, at the gun range. You know, it's all about just having a good time, you know, and, t- and keeping it real. Y'all, get to, y'all go to the beauty shop, we go to the barber shop. We, we do some of these, these things amongst ourselves, and men talk. Everything that I'm saying to you night in and night out, you think I just make this stuff up? No, this is stuff that men talk about. It's just that most men don't have the... You know the testicular fortitude to, to be honest with you about it, you know, and to keep it real with you. Most men out here come off like Steve Harvey, like oh, you know, I want to, I want to secretly have sex with you, ladies, So I'm gonna tell you whatever you want, just to, you know, just to hopefully make you love me, make you like me. You ever see how Steve be flirting with the with the pretty women on Family Feud? Yeah, oh, <laughs>
1: that's
0: his nickname. I'm, I'm, <laughs> No, and this, and this is, I'm not even throwing shade on him. I actually, you know, Steve Harvey is is actually a great. Um, see, I'm not a hater. Like, there's certain things that he does well. Like, he's a good talk show host, you know, on his show. You know what I mean? Like, just I would actually love. I, I would prefer. Like, when he did stand up, I had no problem with Steve Harvey. You guys never heard me talk about Steve Harvey, and I've been doing what I've I've been giving relationship advice a lot longer than Steve Harvey has. You know, I've been giving I was giving relationship advice when he was doing stand up, you know, full time. So I mean, it's not about that. It's and I had no problem with him. I didn't I never really thought he was 100% funny like Kings of Comedy funny. You know, I mean, that, that was whatever. He was like to me he was just okay, but I never had a problem with him is what I'm saying. But when you cross over into relationship advice, that's when you're dealing with spirits. That's when you're dealing with dealing with emotions. Like these are Women, like you say, Courtney, women are ready to kill themselves a lot of times. Like a lot of those strawberry letters that he and his, his co hosts make jokes over, like women are reaching out for help. You know, pray for women who reach out to him and are, are and are at that stage of, of possibly going one way or the other, either living or dying, killing himself or not killing themselves. I pray for women who, who he's their, their their last stop be, to make that decision. You know, but I had no problem with him when he was doing comedy. I, I was going to say that he's... I feel like a great talk show host, um a great game show host, I mean, stay there, you know, do what you do best, you know what I mean that's you know where you fit in, you know, but uh but no, but he does be flirting with those with the contestants though that's the I just thought it was funny, like watch that, like you ever notice the difference between how he uh he interacts with the the black families and the white families like he's a oh, lot yeah. more friendly. It's, like, ridiculous. I, I'm surprised nobody's called him out on Like, he'll be pissed off when the black family loses. Like, yeah, I mean, have you noticed that you see that, right? I'm not, I know I'm not the yeah. only one who sees that. Yeah. Like, he'll be pissed. Like, you can, I mean, he won't be, like, extra with it. But like he'll you can see the disappointment. Sometimes he'll be more disappointed than others, but sometimes he'll be very disappointed when the black family loses. He'll be flirting with the like the mom and like the daughters or you know, of the on the panel. I'm like, yo, Steve, like you're a wild dude, man. Like like people can't see it. You know what I mean? But whatever. Um so so there's that, you know, forgiveness, obviously letting go of hurt, pain, and resentment. Cut off the friendship. Cut off the contact, if it's unnecessary, like I know single moms who will have their exes just popping up at the crib. It's like, yo, you can't, you know. No, I can't even imagine just chilling with you, and you, and your ex just ring the doorbell, like just pop up. Like, oh, okay, I'm just stopping by. Like, that's not cool. So, uh, so yeah, cut that off. Another thing, also that I found with with many women is you know the the a lot of the anger is caused because the man is not providing you know he's a deadbeat like he doesn't buy diapers he doesn't send money he doesn't do anything he doesn't come by so obviously they feel pain for themselves but more so they feel pain for their kids because their kids are are suffering because of the the father's reluctance to do what's right so one of the first things that you want to do, well, I say, well, look, a lot of these women I counsel, I say, well, have you filed the necessary paperwork? Like, have you taken him to court? Is there something in writing that says you have to pay X amount of money per month? They say, well, no, I haven't done that yet. I say, why not? They say, well, I, I just don't want, I don't want him to be mad at me. I don't want to mess things up because I know that once I file that paperwork, then things are gonna, that's it. Like, we we really won't have a relationship. Well, that's the thing. And so many, I've, had have, I've had to have that conversation with so many single moms. I can't even tell you how many. It's just like the reluctance. It's funny. The vast, I don't have any official statistics on this, but I'm sure if we did some research, we'd find that it's not really something you can track like that. But I, like I said, I just know this to be the case with so many women. When you're talking about deadbeats, a lot of times, not all, 'Cause the numbers are there to support that there are, you know, cases of men you know, disobeying the court's, the court ruling. But in many cases in the black community, the, the the paperwork hasn't even been filed. You know, they haven't even taken him to court and they're pissed because he's just not sending money that he promised he was gonna send. So there's nothing documented. The first thing you need to do is make it official. Take them to court and let them know, hey, look, this is business. And if you don't pay, this is these are going to be, I mean, hopefully you'll pay. Hopefully you'll do the right thing. You shouldn't need a court to say this is what you have to pay for your child every month. But in the event that you don't, I'm going to cover my, my, my basis. That, and so, ladies, I would encourage you to do that. Because a lot of times when when we're talking about garnishment and, and, and uh, you know, tax and even maybe possibly jail, these men will pay and that will alleviate you'll be surprised how much stre- uh, stress and and heartache just alleviating a financial burden will uh will take away you know so definitely think about that um back like when you had to do that did you take your uh child's father to, uh court Courtney?
1: I don't have children are you trying to play me <laughs> My you, bad. I'm just, I'm just i'm just i'm just are you trying to play me right now um
0: I'm sorry <laughs> I apologize for that. my bad. It's getting late
1: um
0: so yeah so definitely do that get that get the paperwork out the way so that that's not something you have to fight about because once it's official and he's sending that money or if it's coming directly out of his check or whatever the case is, you know a lot of times that's there's nothing to talk about. He doesn't want you, he doesn't want a relationship with the kid. I mean, just to be real with you, that's all there is to talk about is trying to get money. Once you have the paperwork, he's going to send it, or he's not going to send it. He's going to go to jail, whatever the case is. At least you'll know, and you don't have to communicate about it is what I'm saying. And I'll tell you this also, that when it comes to being a single mom, having no relationship, or I should say it's better to have no relationship with, for a child to have no relationship with his father, you know, or her father than to have a bad relationship with their father or a very toxic relationship. I've personally seen how bad relationships and a man coming in and out of their child's life will have specifically on these little girls. I mean, that will just destroy you. I mean, that will destroy so many of these kids. And some of you, it's destroyed you and really had did a number on you. So even if he has to be going completely, do what you have to do, like I said, to be a successful mom so you can have a man there who will love those kids, who will love you, and can provide a stable environment. And that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, You know, a a stepfather is a lot better than a no-good biological father. I can guarantee you that. So think about those things. Uh, So there's that. Another thing that I've found as far as, um, you know, single moms is, with, with many women they will break up with a guy, but they will keep... You know the the his sister in the life. You'll still go over to his mom's house for her birthday or different things. You'll keep the relationship with the with the family members and extended family members long after he's out of the picture. And and so obviously when doing that, you're going to run into him. You're going to bump, and then you're probably still going to have some type of relationship with. Leave that alone. Get rid of that. You know, I know you've become friends with them, but it's best to just cut them off. It's just best because, you know, there aren't too many men who are going to be cool with that. I mean, see, and that's so that's, that's the thing. So many women, they look at this thing from a, from their own perspective. It's like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm entitled to do. I, you know, he, he's no longer, I'm going to be, I'm cool with his sister. So I'm just going to stay cool. But. Are you even thinking about being a wife? Are you even thinking about what your future husband would want and wouldn't want and what he would be comfortable with or what you wouldn't? Like, are you even, most women aren't even thinking like that. They're just, they're just like having, having the tunnel vision based on their own personal circumstances, and you can't do that. You have to think about your future. You have to think about and consider, okay, if you want to be a wife, well, what do men look for in a wife? And these are the types of things. Uh, any thoughts on that, Courtney?
1: Yeah, I actually know um, women that do that. And um, I'm not saying this is true for all single moms, but I know a lot of single moms that do do that as far as, like, having that close relationship with the sisters and the mom and all of that stuff, a lot of times it's because, deep down they don't want to completely let that man go. And so they still want to maintain a relationship with the family members just so, you know, they can, uh, you know, put a good word in for her, you know, just in case, you know, they get back together or so they get back together. But a lot of women don't want to admit that. They just want to, you know, make it seem like, oh, well, we just get along so well. But for many women there is there is an, an ulterior motive um, behind it.
0: Right. Right, absolutely, you're right, that's that's very often the case, it's that ulterior motive, you know, and so get get it out of there, get them out of there, move on with your life, speaking of which, um, you know, have a life, you know, you gotta have a life outside of your kids, uh, you know, I don't know how you're gonna do it, I don't know what type of arrangement you have with, with mom or, or grandma or whatever the case is, but you know, have a life. You know, either you know, go to church, get involved in the church ministries. Many ministries have children, you know, services where they can you know keep your kids, watch your kids while you you know do whatever. Um, you know, find, hopefully you get a baby, so just to enjoy yourself because a lot of times with many women, you know, you you just in the house all the time. You you got the kids running around. I mean, I, listen, I know how it is having a two-year-old and I have a wife, like, it's hard then, you know, like, now. So, you know, if you, I can only imagine what it's like having a couple kids who are around that age and you're just a single mom. Like, that's, you know, more power to all of you, you know, if that's your situation, because I get it, trust me. You know, I have my daughter what, Tuesdays, uh, Friday or Thursdays, and uh, you know half the day on Wednesday just myself, so I mean, which I love. I mean you know I don't complain. Like you know we go to the park. It's actually the most fun part of my my life is great. So I'm not complaining. But you know it's a lot. You know what I mean? Just you know being responsible for you know another person is 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 uh it's not easy. So you always want to make sure you have a life outside of your kids. Because it will it will consume you and you will feel overwhelmed or burn out at some point. I can guarantee you, if that's all you have going on, and and when men run in, run into you, like for example, you ever see, you know, just moms, you know, cussing their kids out, Courtney fighting with their kids, smacking their kids, abusing their kids. It's like, they it's because they're they're pissed off. They're taking their anger out that they feel towards the kids' father out on the actual kids. You know, you ever see that, Courtney?
1: Just, I see it all the time, all the disgusting.
0: time. Disgusting! It's disgusting, mm-hmm. man. You can't do that. Don't don't be mad. You know, that's and those, those kids who are getting yelled at and, and and slapped for no reason. I've never hit my daughter. My wife has never hit my daughter. I, mean, I see like little one-year-olds, two-year-olds, just getting smacked just because they're crying. I mean, that's crazy. Like, how you how you smack somebody just because they're crying? It's a, they're babies. Like they're supposed to cry. But here's the thing. They, babies really don't cry a lot When they're happy And the only way that babies are happy Is when they have happy parents or, And they are in a happy environment If they're not in a happy environment it's, It all makes perfect That's why you see these babies crying Getting smacked Well they're crying because they're getting smacked And they're getting smacked Because the, you know the mom isn't happy And the kids are crying because they're not happy Because the mom isn't happy It's all one big circle you guys follow. Um so there's that. You definitely gotta have that release. Uh what else? How to become a successful single mom. Well, we kinda mentioned earlier, what you don't wanna do is you don't want to become a hoe. You know, I mean you can't we can't not I mean, you know, don't be yeah. a hoe. Don't be a hoe posting naked pictures of yourself on Facebook and Instagram. But aside from just a, a, a picture standpoint Like, don't be a hoe because, and you know I got to tell the story, Courtney. I tell the story all the time. This might be like the 10th time I've I've told this story about the the chick with five kids who was Mm -hmm. trying to let me smash on the first date. Like, literally, she had five kids, and she was very attractive. Looked like, who does she look like? You you remember, I'm trying to think, I don't even know. know It doesn't matter what she looked like, but she was, remember Steve Urkel's girlfriend, on on family matters back in the day, Maya. No, oh, Myra, Myra. Myra. Yeah, she actually passed away. But,
1: yeah, Michelle you know, Thomas. And the
0: fellas, no, she was like one of the most beautiful women of all time. Like she was a classic beauty. But yeah, she looks similar to that actually. And um, so I met her. I think I met her at the club actually. Five kids out in the club. That's crazy. But
2: <laughs>
0: be that as it may. We exchanged numbers and literally, I think I called her like one time, and then you know we we agreed that I was like, yo, so what's up, like you know? And then the guys know when you meet somebody. I'm this is kind of like just you know extra information, kind of not really pertaining to tonight's show, but it's good information nonetheless. When you meet a woman, you know you you immediately go into one of two categories. So. I knew that she was not going to be my wife just from how I met her. I don't even think I knew about the kids at that point. But so and depending on the category that you go into, ladies, is going to determine how the first conversation goes and how the first date goes. The first, I wouldn't even call it a date, how the first interaction goes because if you're in the sex category, you're, it's not going to be a date. It's going to be when can we chill. When can I see you? When did you want to get together? You know, those types of non-committal terms that say anything but I'm going to take you out on a date. You know, when are you going to let me spend some quality time? You know, I was thinking about swinging by. I think I could start. Why don't you come see me? You know, like those types of things. It's never, hey, um, you know, what do you like? I'd like to take you out on a date. No, you don't do that. You don't. You never spend money on women who you know you only want to have sex with. So I was, I hit her with the, oh yeah, so yeah, what? uh, I was trying to see you sometime. When when's a good time for us to get together? She's like, oh, I mean, what are you doing Friday? I was like, all right, what do you uh, got planned? She luckily for, I mean, she made it easy for me. I was like, she said, well, I have my kids, but. You know, you can swing by, you know, but, like, I was like, okay, cool. Like, we're, like, 8. She said, well, my kids don't go to bed until about, like, like 9, 9.30. So you come by, like, 10 after they're asleep. I'm like, what the heck? The heck kind of woman. <laughs> First conversation, right? First conversation invites a man over to her place while her kids are asleep. I could have been a stalker. I could have been a psycho, ex-murderer kids upstairs sleep, not only did she want me to come over there, she wanted me to come over there and smash first night, what kind of mom does that, what kind of hoe does that you've got to be a hoe to do that and I'm just being honest, I mean this is no disrespect but that's hoeish behavior like if you allow someone to smash on the very first date that you even see them, I mean you're a hoe <laughs> you, know, you know it is what it is, Courtney you know, and so that's what she was and so you know, now I didn't do that. I was like, well, she, She's a little too fertile for me." I said, "I'm cool." <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm straight. I got over there, and that's when I re, when it was revealed that she had five kids sleeping upstairs in like two rooms. I'm like, "Whoa!" I said, "What kind? How many bedrooms you got?" So I was like, oh, I "I'm straight." And <laughs> here's the thing: the funny thing is, though, you know, on that Friday, see, 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 a lot of women don't realize the game, and this is this is just the game. You know, Friday nights, and and even some men don't even know, some men are losers. The men who take, the single men who take single women out on Friday nights are most likely losers, you know, just to be honest with you. Because every player knows that you don't do that unless you're really, 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 really feeling her. But that's, you know, that's prime time dating hours, you know, which we talk about from time to time. You know, so Friday night, Saturday night, that's the time when you're accumulating new numbers. And only certain men live that type of lifestyle and even can relate to that. To know, and that's what gives you the, 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 the you know, the ability to not be pressed, right? Because if you're going out every weekend and you're going out constantly bringing in new numbers, women become expendable. But if you're a loser and you're only dealing with, like, one woman you know, at a time, you know what I mean, and there's no new numbers coming in, no new women you know, being added to the Rolodex, so to speak, then you're going to have a tendency to chase and, and to blow these women's heads up and to chase women for like sex. So. So and I'm giving away all the secrets, which I don't want to do, but it is what it is. So I'm just saying, you know, ladies, understand, if, if a man is MIA on a Friday night, on a Saturday night, and he always wants to hang out during the week, or on a Sunday afternoon, you pretty much know he's not in the ready-to-settle-down stage. He's in that accumulation stage. You know, when I met my wife, that's pretty much when my clubbing ended. You know, that's when the Friday, that's when we started spending the time on the Friday nights and the Saturday nights, and, you know, and it wasn't a big deal. You know, see, that's the thing. She didn't have to twist my arm. A lot of women have to twist these guys' arms to stay out of the club and stuff. I mean, you know, it's... You know that's because they don't want you. They're, they're actually looking to replace you. Don't believe the BS. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe whatever excuses they gave you. I, I'm telling you what it is. If he does, if he's not chilling with you on Friday or Saturday nights, he's out with his boys. He's out with other women. He's looking for a reason to replace you. Be the woman who is irreplaceable. Well, you know what I mean. Well I shouldn't say that? Because just put it like this. Be the woman who he doesn't even want to try to replace. Put it that whether you're replaceable or not, you don't even want him to try. Be that great. Well, how do you do that? Well, this is how you do it: by being the woman that we're talking about tonight. Whether you're a single mom or not, all right? So, but, but but it all comes down to look. Just don't be a hoe. Stop having sex because. And let me just you know uh, preface that a little bit more. See, a lot of women are not just hoes. You know, just to be hoes. A, a lot, in many cases, women end up becoming hoes or exhibiting hoish behavior because their self-esteem has been lowered by dealing with a loser, as we heard in the in the song, uh, the resentment song. You know, they gave their all to a man, they got nothing back, and it caused them to question their own self-worth. And so, when your self-worth is questioned, you have no self-value. Then you have a tendency to just allow men to do whatever. And often, in doing that. And you're looking for love in the process while having low self-esteem, 90% of the time you're going to be given your body, but not because you're just a hoe, but because you're seeking love in the wrong places. So dating men, after man after man after man, you end up a lot of times sex with with these men, and and the number accumulates. You know, your sexual number accumulates, and so, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, have a high sexual number and make a case for not being a hoe. Not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying you don't even want to have to fall into that into that category. Just don't do it, you know. And that's that's the key. So don't be a Facebook hoe or Instagram hoe, and then just don't be a, a hoe from a sexual standpoint. And if that's offensive to you, then don't be a hoe, because that's the, really the only people who would be offended by me saying don't be a hoe. Am, am, am I lying, Courtney?
1: No, not at all. You're keeping it 100% real. You got.
0: I mean, this is. This is as real as it gets, guys, and I told you this is one of those those uh, those landmark shows that will go down in history. It's just, you know, one of those reference points as to, you know, one of those shows that you just point to that explains exactly what to do if you're in a certain situation, okay? Um, another thing to do, I think we've, you know, um, you know made that point. Another thing that you want to do is you want to realize, ladies, that your kids, if you're a single mom, You have to understand that life for you is over, meaning life as far as pleasing yourself and living life in a selfish standpoint and doing what you want to do, that's over. Now you can do what you need to do after your kids are taken care of. Your kids now come first. You know, if I want to buy a pair of shoes, yeah, I can buy a pair of shoes, but only if my daughter has a pair of shoes or if she has what she needs. Like, you know what I mean? It's, you have someone else to put first. And a lot of single mothers out here are still, even though they have kids, they're still putting themselves first and their emotional and even sexual needs before their kids, case in point. I mean, how many, how many single moms are on Facebook looking for attention with a duck face? I mean, so many. count. So mm-hmm. many. I mean, these aren't just single women. If you want to make yourself look like an idiot just you know, just to do it, I mean, Go right ahead. But you have kids. How are you going to be posing in a bikini when you're a mom? How many moms are on Facebook with their chest out? How many moms are on Facebook poking their butts out, posted up in a club with a man's arms draped over him And they're moms. You can't do that when you're a mom. You have to respect yourself, if not for yourself for your kids You can't do that stuff It's disgusting It, it makes me sick to my stomach To see moms Being hoes You know what I mean Because these kids These little girls Are going to see that And think that it's okay They're going to Not only are they going to think That it's okay They're going to do it we, we, Me and my wife Were having some fun With my daughter today We went to uh, Valley Green If you guys are from Philly You know about Valley Green It's just like a a, a huge park, and you can you know go feed the ducks. it's like they have trails and you know you can ride bikes, and it's just a big great you know park, and a lot of nature so we out were out there in the park, and um you know we were sitting on a bench eating some ice cream, and literally Aubrey was doing everything that Danny did, like she was like she was like yawn, she like throw her arms up and yawn like oh, and Aubrey would just do it. And she would go, ah, take a big deep breath. Aubrey would go, ah. Like literally every single thing she did, she would just just do it. She's always watching us, and she'll do whatever it is that we do. She'll just do it. And so that's what I'm saying. y'all. And she's only two. Y'all have no idea how much these kids pick up and how much they just watch and make mental notes. A lot of times they won't even say anything, but they just make mental notes about what what you do. And so obviously as they get older and more impressionable, they're watching. They're becoming you. They aspire to be you. And it doesn't matter who you are. They're going to become that. They're going to do it regardless because they love you. They're trained and conditioned to love their parents regardless if their parents are bastards or hoes or not. There's a reason why if you have a deadbeat dad, a lot of these guys, these kids end up being deadbeat dads themselves. It's a reason why a lot of these these moms who are hoes end up having daughters who become hoes as well. That this happens, this isn't like just me saying You're judging, no, this is what happens This is reality and in, in a lot of cases You know, or it can be the reverse If if mom is a hoe Then a lot of times the little boy will grow up Not respecting women And end up womanizing, you know, women Or being a womanizer, I should say You know, so it's it definitely um, is unfortunate So you have to, you know, as a parent You have to be a role model for your kids because the problem when you're not the role model then that's when these celebrities become the role models. You know, that's when I mean, everybody says, well, well, it's not these entertainers' faults. I mean, these the, it's the parents' job. I mean, I can't. I just want to smack people who be saying stupid stuff like that. It's the parents' job. Well, yeah, you're right. But if the parents are ho, if the dad's a deadbeat, well, then, then what? Then then the celebrity ends up raising the kids based on what they're portraying on television. And so it ends up perpetuating this negative cycle. Most and what do you mean the parents? The most kids seventy percent of kids are born in a single parent homes. Seventy percent. So what parents are you talking about? Mom is working like five jobs to support three kids. Dad's nowhere to be found. A lot of these kids are raising themselves. Ain't no parents. Kids walking around all hours of the night. After school. After school I came straight home. We had to be home by a certain time. My parents knew how long it took to come home from school. They already had the bus route mapped out. They had the if we walked they knew how much how long it took. You can't just come home when you want to come home. What kind of parent allows the kid to just be out in the streets? That's bad parenting. And now but the problem is, when somebody speaks out about it, oh then you're judging. You know, what do you mean? Now we need to speak out. can't just see this stuff. This is why the black community is jacked up, because nobody speaks out. And when people do speak out, then they're labeled a Uncle Tom, or they hate their race. It's ridiculous. Bill Cosby can't say anything about the black community. Don Lemon can't say anything about the black community. You know, I say something about the black community, it's a problem. Get people like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. They, all they do is kiss the black community's, you know, butts. You know, nobody is telling the black community what they need. to. I actually listened to Al Sharpton's show this morning. How are you going to be a preacher and not mention Jesus Christ on a Sunday morning, not your whole freaking show? I listened to him for about an hour straight. Not once did Al Sharpton, on Sunday morning, mention Jesus Christ. How are you a reverend who has a show on Sunday morning and not say anything about God or Jesus Christ in your whole freaking radio show? I mean,
1: I'm just asking, Courtney, how mm-hmm. does that happen? He's so fake. I mean, that whole, his whole image and all of that is just fake. It's not about God. It's not about Jesus Christ to him. It's about money, obviously.
0: It's so ridiculous. It's about politics. It's about money. It's about, it's, it's, you know, he's playing a role. He's a puppet just like everybody mm-hmm. else. Everybody else. There's certain puppets in place, you know? And it's, um, you got to open your eyes. So there's that understanding that your kids need good role models. Don't be afraid to go against what's popular, because see that's one of the things that my parents did. They they weren't afraid to go against what we, we weren't allowed to watch BET. We weren't allowed to watch in Living Color. We weren't allowed to watch anything that had negative images. Everybody, we weren't even allowed to watch Martin after a certain point. We you know we started out being allowed to watch it, but then when he started tripping. And talking, you know, Shanene came out and there were certain sexual jokes being made. They were like, oh, nope, no more Martin. We were allowed to watch the Cosby show in a different world. That's it. They gave in living color a try. But when they started tripping with with the, you know, Wanda and all the other foolishness, buffoonery, said, nope, that's gone. There was only a handful of shows that we were able to watch. Why? Because my parents actually gave a damn about us. You know what I mean? We live in a society where parents don't even care about their kids, you know, piss-poor examples of parents, you know. And we have the audacity to wonder why, you know, these kids are jacked up, why these parents are jacked up, why the community is jacked up, people looking up to Beyonce, you know, that's that's who they love. You, If you, if you love Beyonce, you're single, I can almost guarantee it. I can almost guarantee you're you're a single woman who most likely has three kids if you you grew up listening to Beyonce and and loving her and idolizing her. She's your favorite artist. I can almost promise you you're single. Because, you know, no no elite man, quality man, godly man is going to want a woman who in any way resembles Beyonce. Look at my wife and look at Beyonce. Every possible way she's the opposite of Beyonce. Every single possible way from a mentality, from a physical standpoint, from a uh educate I mean just everything could not be more opposite. If you're not the opposite of a woman like Beyoncé, you'll be single or dealing with a loser. I, pro- I promise you. I, I I'll bet a million dollars on it. So, any thoughts on that, Courtney?
1: Um no, I mean, I feel like you know, it's it's pretty self-explanatory just about You know how important it is to, you know, do your job as a single mom just to become successful and especially for your kids. You know, because as we were talking about A little bit earlier, you know Everything you do, your kids are Listening and they're watching So if you are a Beyonce fan And you're sitting there listening to Beyonce You know, and singing the lyrics Your kids are going to look at that And they are going to take on You know, those same Those same patterns And, you know, that's why it's so important That we do shows like this
0: Right, absolutely Um what else? So, so there's that. Realizing your kids need a role model, they need you to be the role model, plain and simple. You know, you have to lead by example. Don't let the media, don't let the, you know, these television shows raise your kids. You know, a lot of kids are just being raised by MTV and BET. You know, it will destroy you. We weren't, we were shielded from that type of stuff, and your kids have to be as well. I mean, even more so now than ever television is is ridiculous it's it's ten times worse. these spirits will get up in you everything is six 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 everything is demonic, everything is satanic satanic influences, and you know it's that stuff gets up in you man it's it's hard to get out the next thing you know you're out there pregnant at sixteen can't figure out why it, it's, it's it's weird this is spiritual warfare but so there's that um also, you got to, you know, just in that along those same lines, you got to realize that men want a woman who can be a great mom and and or I should say a great stepmom to their kids if they have kids, cuz you got to realize if it, you know, most men nowadays have at least one one kid or, you know, a couple kids. So, if they're, you know, in many cases they prefer a woman with kids so they can already relate, they already know the deal. So, if if you have a single man who has kids, and he's looking for a stepmom to those kids and a wife for himself. Well, obviously he's going to want a positive role model, you know, a positive influence. You got to re- be respectable. So it's I've found that a lot of women, a lot of single moms will it's almost like becoming a being a mother is secondary to them being some type of fashion icon, some type of fashionista, some type of like you know, travelers. You want everybody wants to travel all over the world and just be on the go and partying. Some type of socialite. And it's just like, well, I mean, who, what do you represent? Like, who are you? If I'm, if I'm a single man looking for a wife, I don't need you to be going to Rome and Italy all the time, and Cancun and Vegas, and Miami, going to all these types of party And you're a mom. It's like, well, that's not who I want my kids around. I mean, obviously, I can't relate to that. I never you know had kids when I was single, but I'm just saying I know men who do that's not what they're looking for look looking for looking for Mary Poppins they're looking for uh you know what's the um leave it to beaver mom, you know what I'm talking about Brady Bunch mom, you know like these good girls, Claire Huxtables, you out there trying to be rihanna, but you know be but you're a mom, the heck you know posting duck faces poking your booty out twerking how are you going to do that in your mom and, and expect someone to view you as a, a, a stepmom or the mother of his future. i mean that's not going to happen you got to really think about this stuff and you, you see you see what i see out here courtney
1: oh yeah i see it all the time like um women that are, like you wouldn't even know just by looking at them and by looking at their Facebook profiles that they are actually mothers because they're always in the club, they're always in Cancun or Miami or whatever, and, you know, they give off this party girl impression. And then they have children, and a lot of times in those situations, um, you know, where those women are like that, they have children who are calling the grandma mom. You know, because the grandma is, ends up raising the kids because the mom wants to go out and do her own thing as if she's not a mother, as if she does not have any responsibilities. And so what happens is the children begin to resent the mother, and, and they form a closeness with the grandma. So, yeah.
0: That's very true. That's very true. My mom and dad told me. They told us all. All my brothers, they told us straight up. They said, look, you know, y'all are all very handsome men. We know there's a possibility you'll be out there having sex. You respect yourself, protect yourself. My mom would always do condom checks. You know they weren't we weren't the most religious family. They were the the real family. They said, "Look, condom <laughs> check." We made they made sure we had condoms in our wallets. I mean that's just what it was. I mean they said, "Look, I mean, you know we know you're probably going to be having sex, so um, we're going to make sure you're at least safe." And, and she said, "Look." Regardless what you do, regardless what happens, she said, "Look, we we raised all our kids. We're not we're not taking care of any more kids." She said, "Y'all y'all y- 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 get out of here. Y'all y- have babies. You're gonna take care of them, and those kids are gonna have everything that you had. We're not raising no more kids, so you better be prepared." And so, you know, obviously, I had no kids. My brother, none of my brothers had kids, or, you know, just we did it how we did it. And so, we need more parents. We need more, you know, these grandmoms to step up or really moms at that point to say, We're not raising your kids because a lot of these moms have have caught a break. They're able to just drop the baby off at mom's house and go get their freak on get smashed off on a weekend. Pick pick the baby up Sunday afternoon after they have a weekend of fun with their with their friend with benefits. Absolutely ridiculous. This happens. This isn't this isn't just let's just make stuff up. This actually happens all the time. And it's ridiculous. It's absolutely, my, I mean, my wife and I, we might have a date night, you know, once a month, Every maybe a couple, every three weeks or something, but we're raising our daughter. It's not just let's go drop her off someplace just to go have some fun. No, I mean, we'll have family fun night, family outings, but it's not just, you know, let's just, oh, let somebody else raise, raise you know, do what we want to do. No, that's, that's irresponsible. So, so, the, so obviously there's that. Then you got to look at one of the number one things that you want to do. It's, it's actually perfect timing, just about out of time. One of the last two things that we'll say as far as how to be a successful single mom, It's the first thing you gotta, You got to pray. you got to pray. You have to first pray for a husband. Well, first, before you even pray for a husband, you have to first admit that you both want and need a husband. See, see, society has convinced women that, you know, obviously this whole independent way of thinking is like, you know, I don't need anyone. I can do this on my own. I saw somebody posted in the group, I forget who it was, she said her son was twerking. She had to tell him about, you know, about that. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Kids shouldn't be twerking. Men, boys should not be, twerking. nobody should be twerking, but certainly little boys should not be twerking. And, you know, everyone needs a man. Every child needs every woman. every You know, just children in general need a positive male. They need a father, basically. They need a father. If they don't have their father, they need a positive male role model. But it should be their father. And so, you know, ladies, stop thinking that you don't need a man. You do need a man. You do. You need a husband. Men need a wife. Women need a husband. This ain't no sexist misogynistic type of stuff. We need each other. That's the first step in getting it is admitting that you need it. And admitting your kids need it. Any thoughts? Was that ever hard for you to do, Courtney?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I it, it was it was very hard for me. Um just because of past experiences and you know, feeling discouraged, I just felt like you know, I just basically gave up, and I just felt like, okay, I don't need a man, I don't need love, I don't want love, and that was really just a defense mechanism because deep down I, I did want it, but I just didn't want to admit it to um, myself, and I definitely didn't want to admit that to God because I was just so bitter at one point in time.
0: That's it. That's that's all it is. It's a defense mechanism to avoid to hide and mask. In some way The bitterness I want to get ready To wrap this show up And I'm going to go watch A couple episodes Of Prison Break You know Like (laughs) I do You you still watching that Courtney?
1: Yeah I'm behind you guys I know you guys Are farther along I'm still on season one But yeah I've been catching it
0: Yeah man This show is crazy See that's how I watch TV it just get caught up I watch whole seasons Like back to back to back It's a new way Of watching TV now But um the last thing that I'll say, guys, is you, you really have to. I mentioned it, I touched on it, but you want to lose the uh, the whole independent woman way of thinking, the whole independent mentality, because when you when you it, when you believe, you know, and you uplift and you glorify that that whole single ladies, uh, independent woman uh, ideology, it, it gets into your spirit. And, men, and it comes out from your pores, and it's what men see when they look at you. It's what they—it's like, whoa, she's got an attitude. She has a certain air about her that she thinks she's the stuff, based on the fact that she's had a couple kids, but her stomach is still fat. She's got the booty, she's got the breast. She thinks she's all that. Well, that's something that men men pick up on. And if you feel like you you have it going on, you have an education, you have certain things going for you. I mean, that's. That's all well and good, but that's not what we look for in a wife. Education doesn't mean it doesn't equal great wife. Emotional availability, a great personality, you know, equals a great wife. In fact, if you got, I got something new for you guys that I'm going to be starting. I just told Courtney about it today. I came up with a new assessment. Many of you guys know we do the free emotional availability assessment. Uh, many of you have done the personality assessment to determine how you view yourself how men will view you and how others will view I you. I just came up with something over the last week, which I call a, a, uh, uh, an attitude assessment. Because the, one of the number one things that we as men look for is the absence of an attitude, having the absolute best possible personality. So I came up with like an anger management attitude assessment that will gauge how men will view you. You know, will you be perceived as having the best possible personality? Will you be per- perceived as high maintenance or just angry inside? And if the answer to those questions, are you're angry or you have an attitude or you have a chip on your shoulder in some way, you'll be single and, and you'll be targeted for sex. I promise you that. So if you want to take this uh, this new attitude assessment, anger management assessment, definitely call 855 55 or email me at daydon at trctoday.com, and we can do it. And you guys can, um, you know, you can see where you stand. And, and, uh, you know, you got to be the best possible woman with the the best possible personality. So those are the things that I hope. I know it took three hours, but I wanted to make this, like I said, a landmark show that will go down in, in history just as far as how to become a successful single mom. Being a single mom, be clear. Being a single mom is not success. I don't care what your bank account looks like. I don't care what your education looks like, your resume. It's not success until you have love. And don't make me pull out the scripture that says it doesn't matter what you have. You can have the whole world, all the riches, all types, everything. But without love, you are nothing. Understand? That's not me speaking. That's the Word of God speaking. You understand that? So. If you want to be truly successful, do the things necessary. Do the things that we've talked about on tonight's show. Get rid of that hurt, pain, and resentment. All that stuff we talked about, and implement it into your life, and you'll be a lot happy. Uh, Courtney, any real quick, couple minutes, any last uh, words of wisdom?
1: Yeah, I mean I was just telling single moms that just because you're a single mom it does not mean that you won't find love. So, you know, never believe that lie from the devil. Just um, you know, continue to work on yourself and um take everything that we talked about into consideration and you'll be well on your way.
0: That's it right there, guys. If you if you want to um you know, schedule a session with Courtney as well, she does a great um, you know, emotional availability assessment from a from a female standpoint. Uh, check it out. I, I this is one of those songs. We did a whole show on this on this song a couple years ago. Might even be time to revisit it. But I'm gonna play it for you. And this is also it, it kind of explains a lot about why many single moms have trouble finding love uh, in regards to the whole still in love with with their ex syndrome. Um, I'm going to play this song, and I want you to listen to the lyrics as we close the show out, and um, if it's anything you can relate to, you know, you kind of know that you need to, um, you know, get the process started of of dealing with those. So if you guys, real quick, the the scholarship fund is up. Uh, A lot of you guys have been asking me about it. It's up. There's a a link on the website If you want to donate We're going to try to be a blessing at the end of the year To some kids who can't afford to go to school So if you want to donate to the scholarship fund Or if you just want to be a blessing to someone Who may need counseling but can't afford it There's a donate tab right on uh, trctoday.com A lot of people you've been asking You've been donating so I appreciate it The people who benefit appreciate it as well So thank you for that And thank you for listening And I will see you all tomorrow night Peace
2: For the better Should have never made the promises to each other So many things I should have said that you didn't know Coming in from a past with a heavy load But I knew that you were a good man Give me love, you were faithful, it showed on my head I'm